0: Everybody. Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 14. I am one of your hosts Greg Miller alongside the pride of Long Island Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you as well Colin. How the fuck are you? I'm you feeling, son of a bitch. I'm feeling pretty good. You're feeling ready. You're ready. You got some you got some excitement. You got some energy. No, I go? got any excitement. no no energy. I don't got any excitement but I'm okay. feeling pretty good. You're yeah. feeling pretty good. good yeah. Good enough. I'll yeah. deal with that. No excitement. Why no excitement. I don't know. It's just, you know it's, it's, what if I told you <laughs> the best game
1: on PlayStation Vita has arrived. What is it? Taco Master. All right. Let's Have you see
0: me playing Taco Master all Greg, day? It's
1: not the best game. What's wrong with you? I'll tell you right now. It you, looks like a fine game. You know,
0: sunflowers. This kicks the shit out of sunflowers. No, it yeah, it does. You know, race the sun. This beats the living fuck out of race
1: the sun. Does it? Taco ra- beats Master race the sir, beats race the sun. Beats race the sun. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're making tacos. It's got a platinum trophy. You touch. It's a little ridiculous. It has a platinum. Now, around? how
1: is the platinum trophy?
0: Totally attainable. Let me see it. I'm look at it right now. Look right now. I you. You you have been with me. We spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. We've been together. How long have I been playing this game? Uh, today exactly. And so look, but back out and see how many. What my percentage of trophies is? There? Eighteen. Update that bitch. Oh my god, I'm cleaning up out there, buddy. Right. Clean. Well, we don't have a good Wi-Fi connection
1: in here, so it's gonna take a minute. It's probably still trying to draw it. You can jump in there and see the platinum trophy all at the same.
0: Not you don't have to see how updated <laughs> I am.
1: Lord of the Taco Master. Clear the clear level ten in classic. career classic. Did clear it. level twenty in clear classic. Clear Career Classic. You haven't done that one yet. That's I'm three away. Clear level five in Career Classic, which is below ten and twenty. For if some we reason.
0: can, if we can speed the show up, I can get through. Clear
1: those. level seventeen in Career Classic. Did it. Career level twenty. Clear level twenty seven in Career Classic. Did it. Deliver one order. Done it. In any mode. Deliver fifty orders in any mode. Think I've done. Deliver one hundred orders in any mode. Deliver two hundred and fifty orders. Five hundred orders and a thousand orders. You haven't yeah. gone that
0: far yet. Yeah, thousand orders are gonna take. You get a time
1: five combo that. multiplayer. Get a ten combo multiplayer. You done that? You didn't yeah. do a thirty combo.
0: No, 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 no. They, they threw me for a thing. They're, they're hidden
1: trophies. Are they afraid of, of spoiling the story of Taco want, they Master? They to- Taco Masters... Uh... How did they get away with giving a platinum trophy to this game with Gone Home?
0: I like. Well, Gone Is... Home said they didn't want to put one in there because they felt like it would be wrong because they're a small game.
1: Finish career Tropical Fury. Taco Master, though, man. Get a golden medal in all Tropical Fury levels. Are you going to be able to do that? I,
0: I can't imagine I can't because I'm pretty good at Taco Masters so
1: You've not even delivered 50 fish tacos.
0: I haven't even started that one. That's a different... Like You have to understand there's different modes in here, Colin. I'm in
1: classic career right now. There's more to come. I think you don't have any more than eighty percent. and I think it's updated. Okay, good. So I think you're just straight lying.
0: Right? I'm just I'm letting you know. Here. I mean, look at. I'm about to clear the classic career. See, classic career is right there. Then it's Mexican Party is the next career. Then Taco Zombie. Then Tropical. Yeah, Fuel, you got right? a long
1: way to go because tra- it doesn't seem like there are many trophies attached to those. Dude, are you middle. aware that I, I'm telling you though Unless the hidden trophies are
0: attached, I barely. I mean, we. I just put in the most amount of time into Taco Master, and I'm about to beat the classic career of thirty stages. You know what I mean? Let's let's here. We'll jump into Mexican Party. And see how many, how many, you
1: know. there's a There's a secret code for a Taco Master. You want to know what it is? Yeah.
0: There's 30 there. T- no, there's 20 in Mexican Party. You turned it off. That's not a code at all. It's a lame <laughs> code. It's not a good card. Uh Taco Master. So far in the running for my Vita game of the year. All right. Cool. Cool your jets. I'm loving Taco Master. Why are you so excited about this iPhone game? I don't know. Game? I'm enjoying it. It's dumb. It's dumb and fun. It's three bucks. Is it in- I assume it was an iPhone game before, was it? It, it was. Must be. It certainly was. You sure? Uh, almost positive positive. and then you, did you notice the tropical tacos had the little crab guy on it so I'm guessing that's that crab game we used to play too remember that crab game where you turn the Vita side I don't guys? want to talk about the crab game you, you remember I used the crab to play.
1: game
0: <laughs> you don't talk about here <laughs>
1: the huh? one where
0: you gave me crab huh no that's a different kind of crab game I'm talking about Joe's. that Brad wasn't a shack. game I
1: gotta tell you that
0: wasn't a game we all lost in that <laughs> game that's how it works out Ladies and gentlemen, this is P.S. I Love You, XOXO, kindofunny.com's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Remember, each and every Tuesday, we come to you at 9 a.m. on youtube.com slash Funny games, so subscribe, or podcast services of your choice, so rate and share, uh, with this here fun show where we run through all the news, answer your questions, have fun about PlayStation, talk about it there. something I love having
1: fun about PlayStation. It's one of my favorite things. To do. It's
0: also it's part of the fast paced action genre. <laughs> um, I said every Tuesday. We come to you with "PS I love you XOXO. Of course, we're fourteen episodes in. Sure, we've been good so far. We're so about far to take two weeks off. Right, we're, in a, we're in a kind of funny. Not shutting the down the show, though. Sh- shutting down. I'm getting to that. Shutting down. Greg, we're not taking off from the show. What I'm getting to is, yes, there will be more. <laughs> "PS I love you XOXO. X O." You've ruined weeks, many things here.
1: for me, so I wanted to intentionally give me You've ruined it, a lot of things. All I've all ruined your report. I've, I've
0: ruined, no, ruined. I've ruined things outside of the show for you too. Relationships, your life. We have interesting conversations. Your brother will never look at you the same way once he saw me. Because he, he he realized I was a big deal, and that you get to be around me, and so then you know yeah. his respect for you dropped a little bit. Because then he suddenly he realized I don't
1: know how much respect he really has for me, to be honest
0: with you. <laughs> what I want to <laughs> say, though, ladies and gentlemen, to clarify, you will still get PSI love you XO each and every Tuesday. We're not taking a week off. We're not taking a week off tech. Well, we won't. We we're not. You're not gonna miss a show. But what this no, means no, is no, no, no. that the cutoff is we're recording our two holiday shows that'll happen during our break on Friday the 18th meaning that you need to be part of those shows, so you have to go to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ where you submit your questions for the show. Go there and basically put whatever questions you want for the show that'll follow this show. So you got, you know, what, Tuesday through Thursday-ish, Friday morning of PlayStation News to cover there. That's the kind of ground you get to go and ask questions about. And then also include your ones for the next one, December 29th show there. That one, be big. Think big. Don't talk about news stories that'll be old, old old-ass news by then. I need you to talk about, you know, the big picture things, which a lot of you will write in about all the time, but that's how it goes. Are you done? I'm, I mean, I'm laying it out for them. Are you done? No, oh, I'm never done. I feel like we're just getting started. Also, mm. we're taking it off because of the holidays. Christmas in there. The perfect Christmas gift. And Hanukkah. And Hanukkah. But the pers- perfect Christmas gift or Hanukkah gift or Kwanzaa gift or Festivus gift for you and I, Colin, right. is for everybody to go over to iTunes and leave us a review. We talk we don't talk about this enough. Tim always yells at us because it means a lot to Tim, of course, who's out there playing Amplitude There right are a few
1: things that mean more to Tim than good iTunes reviews. It's true. So he needs you podcast. to go. Specifically for our podcast.
0: Specifically for our GamesCast, he doesn't care about him, if you rate it or not. He'd like you to, but he doesn't care as much about this one. But if you could go over there, drop us some reviews and stuff. I was looking at him today. Amazing reviews. We haven't had some in quite some time. So let's get some new ones in there and stuff. I mean, it helps the algorithm or whatever. I don't know. Hook your boy Colin M up. We give Colin M a great festivist gift and go over there and leave him a review. And then we'll do the airing of. Yeah, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's report.
1: <laughs> Time for, for some news. <laughs>
0: singular possessive.
1: There are. Got to put my mouse on. It's okay. There happens. we go. There are eight items on the list.
0: A tiny baker's dozen.
1: Number one, PlayStation Four was the best-selling console in the United States for the month of November. 2015. Surprising? No. Sony noted that Black Friday sales on P- of PS4 were, quote, the strongest in PlayStation history, end quote. So that, conceivably, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, and even Vita. Mm. And the digital sales were also strong for the month, as November 2015 was the PlayStation store's biggest month of all time. While it's unclear how many consoles PS4 pushed for the month, Microsoft's Aaron Greenberg noted that PS4, Xbox One, and Wii U combined for over 3 million sold in the country, so we can do a little math, if we'd like but I'm not going to. Math sucks. Now I now they announced like what $30, $31, 32 million at some point. I, the, the console by the end of the year worldwide has to be thirty five plus. You would have to assume. Okay. I don't know. Nonetheless, they won. Now this goes back to uh, what I was saying earlier in the year, and we started talking about in October, especially, which was Xbox needs to win two of three months for it to remain what i would say hyper relevant amongst ps4's domination. Sure. And i don't mean that in any fanboy sort of way. It just means that ps4 is really pulling away, so i wanted to see if xbox one could really keep things tighter in the holidays which would bode well for it in 2016 even though there's a lot of exclusives coming to ps4. The or uh, xbox one and ps4 actually in 2016. The thing is is that as we're going to see in number 2, halo didn't sell very well compared, you know, historically. At yeah, least yeah, to what halo numbers usually Tomb are. Tomb Raider didn't even chart. Sucks. Uh, Great game. Forts is obviously already kind of come and gone. Gears of War, you know, the uh, the special edition or whatever, the remake, yeah. kind of come and gone with the remaster. Uh, the games aren't going to get any bigger than Halo. Which is a problem. So, the, uh, the, the, well, yeah. to Back to your it point, I mean, if
0: you thought they were going to pull ahead, you would think that... Like, they had the one month. October was their month, right? November then was the next battleground, and it is... Black Friday it is. This is when parents are buying the system. It is like you're trying to get a deal, right? This is when you're going out trying to move units, mm. buy units, get something there. And the fact that they didn't get it, get it in November really leaves it a question if it's possible to get it in December.
1: Yeah, I mean what it shows it shows many things. But I think most predominantly it shows Sony has no exclusives. And we're going to get into that cuz someone said something about that at Sony this you year. Sons of bitches. But they didn't need them mm-hmm. because they partnered strategically with games that really mattered and I think that you know, Battlefront, obviously a big game. Uh, Call of Duty, obviously a big game, although it's sold better on Xbox as we're going to get into in a minute. Um, Are we counting bundles in it? We don't know. Okay. Well, we don't count them, but we don't know if that makes a difference. Gotcha. I can't imagine anyone bought that hideous PS4 bundle. A lot of people did. I'm sure they did. Ugly fucking console. Paint it. Don't paint it because I don't know if that will make it not work. Nah, it'll work fine. You think so? I mean, who the fuck knows, dude? There's a screw on the side buried in it that'll make it go E-ding, all the time. Who the hell knows what's happening? Yeah, you know what? Don't don't paint it. Don't touch it. Just don't, put it know, away. Just put it away. Yeah. Just play it and it's fine. Um, but they bought uh, you know uh, the Call of Duty bundle and the Battlefront f- uh, bundle and the Uncharted bundle for the collection. Um, and Uncharted is obviously an exclusive, but not the Uncharted we're waiting for.
2: But this it didn't really matter.
1: So for. I'm wondering and, and it didn't matter in the in the in the wake really of Halo of all games. Really their biggest of all guns at Microsoft Halo, or so we think. I've said that I've said and long said that Halo is on the wane. And you thought Gears was on the F swing. Yeah, yeah, and I think Gears is waxing. Now I, I, I um because Gears looks awesome. And I also yeah. think Gears is just more ripe for storytelling. I think it's uh in my experience, they're just better games. Now I haven't I've only played Halo 1 and 2, but I know that I remember my experience with Gears much more than I I enjoy remember my Gears. experience with Halo. This is what
0: we talk about the we're talking about on a GamesCast logo live soon, right? Is that for me Halo just as a franchise doesn't click. And this was the Halo where I was just like, "You know what? It's me, it's not them." Every, a lot of people love this game, for me it's just not a thing. Gears, I enjoy playing. I look forward to playing
1: Gears. Yeah. So, I think that next year will be good for Microsoft. I'm sure they have strong games, Quantum Break, Crackdown, maybe Scalebound comes out, whatever. Yeah. uh Recore, but if Halo is not pushing units enough into its second month, then I just don't know what's going to really help Xbox yeah. One um, in comparison to PS4. I still want to reiterate that Xbox One, even though they don't release numbers anymore, seems to be at parity, if not actually doing better than Xbox 360 at this point in its life cycle. But I don't know. And I also said, as we said on Colin and Greg Live, I don't know that there are many fronts that they can win on now because. The United States is the most meaningful of all economic fronts for lots of electronics, including Xbox and PlayStation, of course. And here they can fight, but you they're not going to win. They're getting trounced in Japan, although it's not a very important market anymore. I was going to say Japan's not
0: doing well for PlayStation. They do
1: well in the UK, but not necessarily in mainland Europe. It just seems like PlayStation is really painting the map and painting Xbox into a corner where it's becoming, I don't want to say a niche machine, because I don't think that's true at all, but, but a machine that is, is playing is in second place, and I, I don't know if it's ever going to come out. Um, I wasn't surprised that PS4 won the month, but I am interested to see how December now shakes out. Mm-hmm. Xbox One is very appropriately priced. There's some interesting bundles. They have a Fallout bundle. They have a Tomb Raider bundle. Poor Tomb Raider. Um, Let's get into that. Rest in peace. Number two. In addition to hardware success, PlayStation 4 also saw significant success at retail in the United States for the month of November in terms of software. Nine of the top ten best-selling games for the month are available on PlayStation 4. The games in order of sales are Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Fallout 4, Star Wars Battlefront, Madden NFL 16, NBA 2K16, 16, FIFA 16, Need for Speed, which I can't believe charted, Halo 5 Guardians, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and Just Dance 2016. With the exception of Halo 5, which is an Xbox One exclusive, Just Dance 2016, which sold best on Wii and Wii U, and Call of Duty Black Ops 3, which sold best on Xbox One, all games sold best on PlayStation 4. So when we're talking about what games we're talking about, we're talking about Fallout 4, even though Xbox had... A bundle and even though xbox had the strategic partnership with them star wars battlefront obviously it's on a surprise madden nfl 16 nba 2k 16 fifa 16 need for speed um assassin's creed so now this is where we're going to get talking and getting into the bundles and, and what they matter because is call of duty black ops 3 taking they, i don't think npd counts bundles so how well did the bundle sell for ps4 to get black ops 3 i don't know i still don't know if it really would have mattered i i do feel like this is a slow moving machine to get Call of Duty players over to PlayStation. It's not going to happen overnight. People play play Xbox or people that play Call of Duty play on Xbox.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's not going to be like that's going to be a glacial shift. I think it's a smart movement for them. Maybe I don't know. Um it's
0: working. I do see, you know, I mean like I just seen a great example. Like like she really does love Call of Duty and she'll text me every so often and it'll be a photo of her playing with her. You know what I mean? Like she's actually
1: sitting there and playing on her PlayStation 4. And then um Halo, obviously, like I said, not on, you know, only on Xbox One, but charted like eighth, I think. Um, Just Dance, charted 10th, sold best on Wii. Sold best on Wii. Not surprising, man.
0: Like, that's where that thing thrives. That's where that lives. I, I don't understand who is still using it, but the audience that would care about Just Dance is still using their Wii. To the Wii. tune
1: of several hundred thousand, at least. Yeah. Sold cumulatively across all platforms. So, I mean, the people still have that Wii plugged in. They're still playing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Assassin's Creed... Moving towards PlayStation, Ubisoft, obviously, kind of in partnership with, sure. with Sony a little bit more these days. The sports games, which were predominant on Xbox 360, are now really dominating on PS4. So the th- things are shifting. But Those, it's important to note, Greg, before I let you jump in, that we don't know if the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 bundles helped. Mm-hmm. We have to say that the same thing, to be fair, about Fallout 4. That sure. if the bundles for helped for Xbox One, then it's possible that there were just more Xbox One copies out there. But the bundles, again, aren't counted. So that goes certainly both ways. Sure. My point's done.
0: My point was going to be that for Assassin's Creed and Madden, right? I think those are, those are different beasts. Those are the kind of franchises that twist in the wind and go wherever the majority is, right?
1: Well, they're fi- very. Ca- I don't want to say casual, but they are more casual.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like for Call of Duty fans, right? If you're, pl- it's the same thing as Destiny, as now Battlefront. Like if there was, if they announced a sequel to one of those games or an expansion, you're going to still play it on the console you're playing it on. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like uh, Xbox players are into Call of Duty. Call of Duty players who are in on Xbox or on PlayStation are going to continue on those trajectories, right? And then it'll, like you're saying, be a slow movement one way or the other. Whereas Assassin's Creed, it's not like. All right, well, I loved Black Flag, and that save would be red if I play, you know, and I'm going to play Syndicate, and my save would get, no, there's no tie to them, right? Madden's Madden, no
1: matter where you play Madden. Right. No, I agree. The other good news, though, when we're looking at this is that we're starting to move full bore in, a, in the next-gen consoles like, in, in, a, in totality. Black Ops 3 is available and actually sold, I think, respectively on PS3 and Xbox 360, but Fallout 4 and Star Wars Battlefront number 2 and 3 are next-gen-only games. Uh, Madden and NBA and FIFA. I mean, sports games generally are going to be available on, on legacy consoles, but did sell best on next-gen consoles. Need for Speed is next-gen only. Halo 5, obviously, next-gen only. Syndicate, next-gen only. So mm-hmm. they're starting to people are starting to put away the old consoles, which, which I didn't is think great. was going to happen this quickly. I'm, I'm glad uh, But I, I am, too. With
0: these numbers selling, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the number of these units that are getting moved, the number of PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones in the wild right now. Of course, you're buying that. You're excited. You want to buy games for
1: it. Sure. Number three. Texas-based Gearbox Software has officially opened a new studio in Quebec City, Quebec, Canada. The home city of the Quebec Nordiques. Oh! The studio will aptly be called Gearbox Studio Quebec. Randy Pitchford had this to say, quote, We are fortunate that there is a lot of demand on us to deliver our brand of interactive entertainment within the powerful franchises we have at Gearbox Software. And the challenge for us is growing to meet this demand. I want to say, by the way, as I did, I'm I ending the quote for now, uh, Randy Pitchford, uh, I don't know if he wrote this himself or someone wrote it for him, not a big fan of commas, I'm noticing. Not a big fan of commas okay? because I'm a little I was I typed it up actually like manually instead of copying and pasting it because it was italicized and this is and the blocked. statement they released. Yeah. As part of our strategy. No comma. No comma. We have already successfully built and, ex- and expanded all new headquarters in Frisco, Texas. We now look ahead to another key and another key and exciting step. No comma, which is our commitment to our all new Gearbox studio, Quebec. No comma, where we strike to team up with some incredible talent in the world of video game development outside of Texas to help us build fun and exciting video games within our ten pole brands, end quote. The studio will be run by Sebastian Case, who worked business development at Quebeco Media and Squeeze Animation, and Pierre-Andre Derry, who was an art director at Activision. Um, now, the word about the studio is that they might do all sorts of things, but ultimately want to ramp up to a A capacity, and I wonder if they're going to be support on uh, Borderlands 3. Possible. It'll be interesting to see what they
0: do, right? I mean, they, they were very clear of saying it's not just mobile, it's not just, you know what I mean, but... And when you're just saying, it felt like such a shotgun blast that they're going to do everything, but there's no, for the moment, mission statement as to what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would love to know that, like, this, we're, I'd love them to say they're up there and they're going to be working on games like this.
1: Let's also say that even though we've been, well, maybe not so you, I've been very bearish on, uh, on Battleborn. Um, you've been not bearish, but maybe not bullish. Um, Middle ish. Middle-ish. Middle English. Status quo. Um, it seems like they're fine, like Gearbox, like they're making another studio, like so. Oh, so oh, their oh, financial ram, the financial ramifications of Battleborn are probably not significant for them because Two 2K's obviously been in bed with them for a long time, and sure. they're probably incurring all the costs anyway. So,
0: so to jump into this, if you're just joining us, one of these new folks who wander in, you're, we've been saying, you've been saying, and I, I, it's this complicated thing. We don't not like Battleborn. We're saying that Battleborn has a really tough fucking road to hoe right oh, now. Oh yeah, I don't. Know. And I, is that going to be I, a successful I, game? Colin's like no way. I'm. I think it when Randy talks about it, when he gives me a demo of it, I'm excited about it, and then I walk away and it's hard to explain to the people and I wanna see it and I wanna play it. When they come out of PSX and they're like, here's this new penguin, it's like Cool. Like I don't I wanna play that game and just yeah. but even then it's like, Am I gonna really play it when it comes out? I don't I'm know. sure it's
1: gonna be good. But yeah. what I'm wondering oh, yeah. is what I'm wondering is what about the console landscape indicates to us that that game's gonna succeed at all? Like like what at all makes it seem like it's gonna succeed? I mean I think it's I think I think that game has abject commercial failure written on it. Like, I, and I hope that I'm wrong because I like Gearbox and I like Randy Pitchford. And I think the game looks cool. But when you think about the MOBA space, it's very PC-centric. There are, MOBA, there are MMOs and MOBAs that are very successful, obviously wildly successful, but not all of them. Only a few of them. Sure. Um, and, I mean, and I just don't know if that audience is there. I don't know if they're going to care. And see, that's why it's been interesting to see them get away from the MOBA
0: messaging, right? When we talk to them at game stop, Spot, stop Expo. He was very clear. That's not no. It's got mobile tendencies, but it's not mobile. And then even on the PlayStation experience, they didn't talk about that, right? Like you can play it by yourself, apparently. exactly. And it's like
1: there's cool ideas there. You sure. know what I mean? The idea of starting. I'm not trying to shit on the game. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. You're not. I'm just no, no, trying no. to and give my my clarification.
0: My whole thing is like uh, the fact that we need to come out and make clarifications and talk about this in such. I, I think that's the problem. I think the message is so muddled. You know what I mean? I don't know how you can put it into a a TV spot during Monday Night Football what Battleborn is and make, make everyone care. Yeah, I just... So then it's on gamers to care and then it is this thing. But it may work to its advantage that like the MOBA idea works. You know what I mean? It is a success on PC and all this stuff and you and I don't play it and a lot of console people don't play it. Smite really is the only one doing it, right? And maybe Killstrain here and they're doing different things but they're not out yet. You know what I mean? If you get out and it is a shooter... That has mobile-like tendencies. Maybe those are the hooks that keep you coming back. It is a cool idea of I there's 26 characters in it and I level up as I go and then the match is over and I'm back to zero, but there's a progression thing, but I'm still
1: yeah. every time I'm jumping in. The thing about Killstrain though is Killstrain's free. You know what I mean? Like I so sure. I, I don't I just But you're I don't see I just I can't see any way that this game is gonna is gonna be a thing. And i and I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I hope I'm wrong, I want every game to succeed. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, and I think you're the one that brought this up if not about this game about other games there are i can say something about almost any game and i'm going to get tweets about it right yeah i don't think one person is tweeting me about battleborn
0: ah incorrect last week somebody said and i'm not even 100% clear how this came up because i don't remember us saying this but they they tweeted Randy Pitchford last week about something we said on this show psi love you xoxo about if they had announced the final character the 26th character and randy responded and I was confused because I didn't think we ever said that, but it was
1: whatever. Somehow it was clear. But one guy out there. Did you find him? Uh, December 11th, Atlas Shrug tweeted at us. Nice name. Says, hey, Randy, Toby isn't the 26th Battleborn character, right? He's the 16th because no taxation in Game Greg. You said he was the 26th. Before that, I got a tweet on the 8th from Colton Dombrowski who says, I agree with you on Battleborn. It reminds me of Insomniac's Fuse. Gamers just wanted Resistance Ratchet like they want Borderlands, which mm, I, I completely agree point. with. Before that... December fifth, two people tweeted at me yeah, yeah. about Battleborn because of PSX. Before that, November tenth, November fourth, September third. I'm, I'm
0: not. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're wrong about like the level of interest I, and excitement. I'm but just but also say, would they come to us about this? One, or, two, three, are either of you?
1: Are five, you six, or I seven. the Battleborn guys with a MOBA shooter? I've gotten twelve tweets about this game since in totality since sure. it was launched. Sure, sure, sure. Or sure, since sure, it sure. was not uh, announced, and all of them except for one. I don't think even one of them is about bat, like Battleborn the game since now, it's from 2012. <laughs> what's, in, what's interesting about that, or a second ago what you said, right, is the
0: fact yep. that Killstrain is free versus Battleborn being paid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting in your interview with Christian Phillips, right, there was this conversation about the fact that <laughs> free-to-play is still a fucking dirty word. And that when people, when they announced Killstrain's free-to-play, people were like, well, can't we just pay you for it? We would rather just pay you for it. Maybe going in this. I mean, right now, like, I, I don't know a hundred percent what Battleborn is, and I won't know until I sit down and get a build and get to play it for a long time, right? But if you're trying to take what Gearbox is good at, shooter games. You're trying to take what's popular elsewhere, MOBA tendencies, pile them together, and then put them into this ecosystem that is console gaming. People are used to paying for games. And they're, it's also, it's avoiding the usual trigger uh, for console games of, it's not just multiplayer. You can play alone. You can do this. Duh, 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 you know what I mean? Like Which
1: they're stressing the shit out of now because of course, they're scared. Of course. I'm sure that they're, I mean, I'm not sure, but you have to assume they're not probably seeing strong pre-order Pre-orders. numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... There's some nervousness. I mean, when I saw Randy and we know Randy and I love Randy, I think he's a great guy. When I saw him on stage, I saw a little bit of nervousness in him. You know, mm, 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 I want mm. you to make sure I want to explain blah, blah, blah. Like they're not, Stressing. they're running out of time to tell everyone what this game is. By the time E3 rolls around, it's over. I mean, the game's out. And and so this is their last chance. Sure. And uh, it reminds me of Evolve. You know, like, and, and actually it reminds me of a way more subdued Evolve. People were really fucking stoked about Evolve. Sure. And it, and it previewed super well and people were excited about it and I still thought it was clear that it wasn't going to do well because why would a game like that do well? Yeah. There's only, there's only so many, there's only so much mindshare, there's only so many multiplayer games. It's like, if you play a multiplayer game, you play, play Battle, it's what we're talking about with Halo and Battlefront and Call of Duty and all this kind of stuff. Well, if you like multiplayer games on console, for instance, well, you have a few games to select from. You're not going to go into this weird fucking branching-off path, probably, yeah. to play a smaller game with a smaller population, which is what Evolve was to me. And with Battle with Battleborn, it's a kind of a similar thing. It strikes me as like, well, you can play it by yourself, which is good, and, that's, and that, that makes me confident that maybe I'll like it, and maybe I'll play it and I'll enjoy it. But there's only so much mindshare. Not all of these games can succeed. If I was one of these publishers, I'd be like, we have to get off this fucking bandwagon of, of multiplayer games. We can have multiplayer parts of our game, but sure. we... we need to make single player robust campaigns and I'm telling you with Titanfall which did fine but definitely fell off the face of the planet at some point that I'm sure I, I mean I, I I feel pretty confident saying Titanfall 2 will have a campaign of course I think, the,
0: I, I think I agree with some of what you said here's the thing is I really feel like Battleborn is a coin flip I'm not gonna don't get me wrong it's not gonna blow up it's not gonna be this huge juggernaut success but I think we're underselling the fact that to a lot of people Gearbox Shooter sells them gearbox does have a super dedicated audience right that loves borderlands and loves all these things and like for me getting what i get excited about hearing it is the fact of like oh great another game for christine and i to play you know what i mean like we love we love the Borderlands shooters together now it's not the exact same thing and it's not maybe the shooter mechanics of what brings me back and forth to it right but it's the fact that it's not a hundred percent like evolve because evolve the whole problem with and why i predicted it would have trouble from day one right is specialization like you jump in there and you have to have this healer. You have to know this. Do you know your character? Do you know the monster? Da, 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 da. Here there's every one of these characters has different powers and different abilities and all these different things. But the fact that you start at zero every time and build up, the fact that you can play by yourself, the fact you can go home, you can get it night one, sit around, try five guys in five different matches and be like, no, okay, I want to commit to this. Right. And I don't also don't feel the thing since there's no investment in it that I need to get better and better and better. That it's like. I'm going to play with Christine, but then if for some reason, you know, Kevin gets into it and wants to do it, he's playing the character I normally play. Maybe I have a backup that I jump in and play. I'm not saying, I don't know. There's no crystal ball on this one. I agree. I keep, like I kept saying, right, it is definitely rolling this boulder up a very steep hill. And the one misstep and it rolls back and crushes you. And probably... And that's what's going to happen, right? But there's a chance they could get it over. It. Maybe. And again, I'm not saying it tumbles down and picks up speed and becomes this runaway bestseller. But I do think they could find an audience easier than Evolve did.
1: Oh yeah, I can't agree with you there. Okay. Well, I, th- I think, I think, I mean, I, I, agree. I hear what you're saying. We'll see what how it pans right. out. But I cannot agree that Evolve had a less likely chance of succeeding than Battleborn. I think the exact opposite. Is true. Wow, like for sure. Okay. Based just on the way Evolve was pushed. And the maybe we're not at IGN anymore, like a big outlet, so we don't know what the, the hype is. Sure. But I remember the hype around Evolve being right
0: significant. Yeah, this is a great game. Let's play this. Da, da, da. Everybody, go back and play this. Da, da, and da, da.
1: I, I was just looking at Neogaf. I just searched on not that Neogaf's indicative of anything. I mean, sure. Neogaf's just a forum, but it's a it's it's it's, it's a good barometer, barometer of, of the hardcore. hardcore. Oh, look at us saying the same things. Oh, I want to fucking make out with you. <laughs> I want to uh, kiss you. But <laughs> it's a, it is a good it, it is a good barometer of hardcore sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one. Uh, is like, here's like four hours of Battleborn's multiplayer. Not even one page. It's just one page. Oh. The, the comments... Um, the, the This kind of indifference is the perfect way of reflecting my thoughts on the game, says one person. Um, it's in, it's kind of impressive how little impression this game has made, mm. another person says. Um, I'm going to bring a hot take to this. I have zero interest whatsoever in it. Sorry, Gearbox. Poor choice all around. Uh, another person says there are free to play games that look better and and better than battleborn no idea what 2k is thinking sure th- so there th- to me that and when i go back and it's like there's another one from um a bigger one from august and it's like at battleborn what we know so far four pages you know l- l- uh, just to give you an example Neocaf, dangan Rampa. Okay. That doesn't even count, though. That's what we're talking about. It's the hardcore. Trigger Happy Havoc, the if first you went game. To 84 pages. Go
0: to kindoffunny.com and how many PlayStation videos are up versus Xbox videos. That doesn't, you know what I mean? That's not indicative of the uh, Nintendo videos probably outplay the Xbox videos for us. It's just what we're into. It's how this... Cra- Here's the thing I'm going back to. You're missing... Oh, you, you, and, did, you it,
1: double-clicked there. Oh, that was an ooh, accident. Ooh.
0: We're, I, we're on the same page. I just... I think I'm giving it more of... A, I, think, I think there's a slim chance that this goes fine. I, the All the hype behind Evolve, all the stuff talking about Evolve coming up, didn't help Evolve.
1: No, it didn't. And in fact, I felt like there was even a bit of a backlash... Yeah. ...about Evolve. Because... Not with normal people, but with... But with, with People are like, this was so hype. People are sick of everything being hyped. I'm yeah. fucking certainly sick of everything being hyped. So I'm trying to set Taco realistic Master. expectations, you know, for... Listen, there are only a few games we should be really excited for. Danganronpa 3. Yeah. Persona 5. Persona 5. Dragon Quest 9. Or no, Dragon Quest 11. We could be excited about Dragon Quest 9. It came out like five years ago, but um, we could be excited know, about I'm that. I'm always excited about it. Taco Master. Taco Master on Vita. But realistically, I, I just... I don't know. That's just... we We will find out who's right. But it's one of those things. I'm, I, and again, I wish it well. I hope. I hope Battleborn sells fucking five million copies and proves me wrong. I think Gearbox is a great studio. Sure. I just. It's not a who's The tea right. leaves aren't very good.
0: Exactly. They're not netting out well, and that's the whole thing I'm saying. I'm not saying it's about one of us being right or wrong. I'm not like saying. I'm very clear. I'm being very clear here. I think it's a. This is going to be really, really, really a tough sell. I do. I. I think it has a shot at being successful, and, and when I mean successful, I don't mean. 12 million units. I mean that it finds an audience and people enjoy it and it's a good game and it reviews well. Yeah, I wonder I mean
1: I wonder if half a million is going to be a success for that game. Yeah. And I think that might even be pretty bullish. Yeah. Number 4. Not surprisingly DICE is hard at work on its next game, and it's you guessed it, a Battlefield game. Oh my god. Work comes by way of Dan Vaderlin, DICE's development director who tweeted out quote, "Now that we've shipped Battlefront, and a part of the team continues to work on it." I am moving on to another project, the next Battlefield, unquote. That's all he said. Now, I'm interested in what you think of this, Greg. Does this indicate to you that DICE is going to make two games at once? Battlefront 2, Battlefield 5? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or does it indicate that they're done with Battlefront, that Battlefront's now going to be moved to another studio? Mm. And they'll now jump over to Battlefield. I I'm of the mind that they're probably going to split. If they haven't already, and if they haven't maybe even had this mantra for a while, they do have multiple locations. Yeah, L. A. and, and I see, I think Stockholm, that's the thing. So is
0: it's a it's a cycle thing, right? So now that Battlefront's out, you have you have the majority of the team break off to make or work on Battlefield or whatever. Meanwhile, the other guys keep making DLC, right? Mm-hmm. And then when Battlefield is about done or out, they'll switch back and come back to Battlefront and
1: work on Battlefront Two or however they do. I wonder what EA's plan with Battlefront is. I'm not so sure that they're going to be patient enough to wait. You know, battle I mean, Battlefield came out. Battlefield four came out twenty thirteen. So, yeah, the new Battlefield will come out twenty seventeen, maybe twenty. I mean, unless it's really far along and it's sure. twenty sixteen. I don't, I don't know. I'm just wondering what I guess. What I'm trying to read is is what is EA's interest in making Battlefront biannual or even annual because um, this is going to be way bigger than Battlefield. Yeah. So I think
0: I mean honestly, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the DLC this month, right? Is, or is that out now? I don't know. When the, I'm talking about when the numbers start coming through. No, it's out, because that's what you're talking about, PSX, which is two weeks ago. Did that, so this was past
1: Tuesday. It was so went. fucking fast. Uh, when
0: that com- when, how does that sell? How does that move, and you know what is the commitment then to putting out more of that? Or is it, you know, get to work on the rest, right? Because like, sure. I think, you know, what people talk about is that it's content sparse on uh, Battlefront. So if you were to keep putting out DLC, which they've said, there's a season pass, like there's stuff coming. At the end, does that game look super complete, and then do you... When it's finally done, when the season pass content's done, is that when you start worrying about Battlefront Two?
1: Yeah, they better start worrying about it soon. Kylo Loren, he'll be in it. Number five, in case you were just in case you were curious, if Jeff Keighley's salvo at Konami during the Game Awards was rehearsed, it wasn't. Word comes my way of a Reddit AMA garnered from Gamespot, in which Keighley noted, "Quote: It just broke my heart that he couldn't be with us. Something that had to be said. I didn't tell anyone on the show team what I was going to say, and it wasn't rehearsed." Nice. Ellipsis. I wanted him to know that we were thinking of him. I was trying to do all I could to make him feel connected to the show, even if he couldn't be with us physically in LA. Heartbreaking situation. End quote. Yeah. Not a huge surprise. I thought it was pretty clear that it wasn't rehearsed, but that just goes to show you Jeff Keighley didn't even trust—or not trust—I want to say that—but didn't even tell his own people to warn them. Let's say sure. that
0: Jeff wanted to lay somebody out, didn't want Konami getting involved. I put heard, a
1: Pachinko Machine into host. And congratulations to our friend Jeff Keighley. Well, I heard the game. I heard it was quite successful. That Great. it should be back next year, and that it did over two million uh, viewers. Wee. Um, Good job, Jeff. So good for him. Trending gamer. Number six, was PlayStation's exclusive lineup of games strong enough for 2015? No, according to Michael Ephraim, managing director of Sony Computer Entertainment Australia. Here's what he said. Quote, Games that have been released this year from Destiny, Call of Duty, Star Wars, most of them we have a collaboration with for additional content if you play on PlayStation 4. So we're pretty confident the way Christmas is going. The demand is strong. We have worked very closely with third parties this year because our first party lineup was not as strong as we would have liked. End quote. What do you make of that?
0: Yeah, that's what we've been talking about, right? The yeah, but I mean, all, they,
1: but I mean, usually they're do- a little more dodgy than that.
0: They don't need to be anymore. They're PlayStation. They're on top, and they're winning because they're giving you personal faces and actual quotes, and not being robots. Same reason Xbox is coming on strong because Phil Spencer's a likable guy, and I wanna, I want him to succeed, and I want these different things for him. Sure.
1: Um, I don't think it mattered, but no, I think I I mean, clearly it I, didn't
0: matter. I that's the whole thing. Like, how many more, how many more units could they have squeezed out of this year if they had had
1: Uncharted four? Yeah, I mean as as almost a thought exercise, I often wonder recently if they've dodged a bullet by not releasing anything this year. Because they're gonna need them more next year. They're not probably gonna have a battlefront next year. Um Fallout's mass effect, not gonna come out. Mass Effect's gonna be big. That. Yeah. Um But who's gonna get that? Probably That's, Microsoft. Yeah. If they're smart, no one. EA's probably quite nervous. Square's certainly nervous now about working with Microsoft. It's different now. Yeah. If I was these if I was these publishers, these third party publishers I'd be like, guys, everyone fuck off. You know, like we don't need we want your marketing dollars. Uh, that's
0: what I'm going to say. It's easy to say fuck off. It's not easy to say, hey, if you let us slap the PlayStation logo slash Xbox logo at the end of it, you can be on Monday Night Football just, for it, four it, weeks
1: or whatever. But it's so... it's. I don't think it benefits the consumer. And I think some of these companies are starting to realize that. Look at the way Tomb Raider just dropped like a fucking rock. Sure,
0: sure. That's, you know what I mean? But I, see, now you're talking about two different things, though. I'm not talking about... Console exclusive. So talking you're talking about console about... advertising dollars. right? No one's going to okay, no right. get Andromeda f- exclusively. No, who's no, no, gonna you're get, right. You're who's right. going to get the chance to say PlayStation. better on PlayStation? Sure, you're right. I'm I'm
1: Kevin Butler, and I'm back. It's I'm, better. I'm, I'm Jack Trenton, Jackie Trenton. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? I'm Jackie T. <laughs> back for one last hurrah. <laughs> with takes his sunglasses, back. slams them on. Looks like I'll Shepard never, needs me. I'll never forget walking on the Virgin America flight to... The PlayStation 4 reveal in January of 2013, I guess it was, or yeah, was it 2014? Yeah. 2013. And I look to my right immediately, and Jackie T sitting in fucking first class. And we just, and he's like, Do you have like, anybody next to him? No, I would, I would, I, I would grab think... the flight attendant, and been like, I want however many thousands of dollars right now to sit next to him. <laughs> I wanted to talk to him, and I was like, you know what? I was just, Hey, hey, Colin. hey Colin, thanks for that great interview. <laughs>
0: Jack Trent is the fucking man. We got to get Jack back. I miss back. Jackie
1: T. I miss him too. He's a good guy. When I was on a first-name basis with him, and you were for a longer period of time, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Those were the days. Jackie T. <laughs> uh, number, let's see, number One seven. One of the biggest
0: regrets of my life is that I met someone at a party that was a developer or even, or he was either a developer on indie games or not even connected to the video game industry but was young. And the story he told me was that his family, was clo- his like, dad was best friends with Jack Trenton. And that they would go off and, like, vacation together. So he grew up with Jack Trent and, like, water skiing with Jack Trent and just being around Jack Trent. And
3: I was
1: like, tell me everything. <laughs> I just wanted to have a beer our, with Jack our Trent. Our unnatural obsession with this man. And it really is weird, well, isn't it? I want... They have to bring him back.
0: Bring back Jack. We should bring back Jack. We should, we can get him for something. What we Sean Lane's for?
1: fantastic. By the way, no of offense. I don't not want. I don't want Sean Laden to leave. I don't want Sean Laden to not be the CEO and president. Sean, you want? To, I want. I want Jack Trenton to be a symbolic figurehead.
0: Exactly. You know, Sean Layden doing a great job. It's been awesome to see him. I was going to say age. That's not what I mature into the role. You know what I mean? Because I remember his first time on stage or whatever, and not shaky. But you know how you got to get comfortable with it. Yeah, we don't. And know then him. you come out of PSX. He's wearing a crash shirt. and He's like, hey, fuck you guys.
1: I'm fucking Sean Layden." Worst Sean Layton impression I've doing ever had. Doing a Jack Trenton. Doing a Jack Trenton impression. Bad <laughs> I, I, Jack Trenton <laughs> impression. Doing
0: <laughs> Bad Jack Trenton impression is fine, though. <laughs> doing a Jack Trenton.
1: <laughs> uh- <laughs> awesome. What well, would be funnier is if Jack Trent came out of D3 and just pretended he was Sean Layton. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm Sean Layton. <laughs> <laughs> so like all these people rush out and he yeah. runs away. And I'm here to tell you about PlayStation Move. And then they all just... <laughs> Jack, it's not not 2010 anymore, We're going to make it work. Number seven uh, comes from Yoshinori Katasi. This comes from the Square Enix blog, um, and it's a message from him about the Final Fantasy VII remake, specifically about what they talked about at PSX 2015. And this was clearly, I think, uh, at least in my interpretation, a response to the what the fuck are you doing Uh, reaction to Final Fantasy VII remake. So here's what he said. Quote. For many years, people around the world have asked me, will you ever remake Final Fantasy VII? For many years, I gave the same answers that on a personal level, hearing or having made the original Final Fantasy VII, did I really want to spend so many years making the same game again? Now, I want to end the quote here to say he never actually answers this question. (laughs) Continuing the quote. With Final Fantasy VII Remake, we have the opportunity to go beyond the story, world, and experience of Final Fantasy VII in ways we've never dreamed of. From the depths of Midgar to the skies above the planet, the multi-part format enables us to expand the original story and turn it into an epic experience for fans and new gamers alike. This past weekend at PlayStation Experience, we were thrilled to present more of Final Fantasy 7 remake. It was great to see so much excitement when we surprised everyone with the first gameplay footage and it was a treat for us to show the development is going well. And further along than perhaps many had realized, just like when we revealed the announcement trailer at E3 earlier this year, we like surprising you. You do. One thing we want to make clear about the or wanted to be clear about during the weekend to accompany the new trailer was the scale of the project. We wanted to tell you this now and not in the future so that you'd share our vision for what we want to deliver. The biggest reason we haven't done a remake until now is because it's a massive undertaking to reconstruct Final Fantasy VII from the ground up with the current technology. Producing a proper HD remake of Final Fantasy VII that maintains the same feeling of density of the original world would result in a volume of content that couldn't possibly fit into one installment. We've seen everyone's comments and reactions to the news that Final Fantasy VII Remake will be a multi-part series, and many have speculated correctly as to the reason why we have made this decision. If we were to try to fit everything from the original into one remake installment... We would have to cut various parts and create a condensed version of Final Fantasy VII. We knew none of you would have wanted that. I hope that, of you. I hope that by explaining a little more about our design decisions that you can appreciate the size of this project and what we have planned for this remake. Going beyond the scale and depth of the world, narrative and gameplay from the original delivers something that feels familiar yet new. As I said before, we like delivering surprises. See you all soon and happy holidays, Yoshinori Katase. What a bizarre... I, 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 good man, I, I've met him. Nice person. I think, I think, yeah, I think I met him when I was in Tokyo last time. Um, I could be wrong. Was it him? God, I'll have to ask Mitch about it now. I think it was. Uh, nonetheless, nonsense.
0: The champ 2105 writes in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to be part of the show and says, Hey guys. After listening to your opinions about Final Fantasy VII being split into episodes, I can't understand why everyone is upset about Final Fantasy VII. It's my favorite game of all time, and I don't mind the game being split into episodes as long as they don't cost more than $30 per episode. Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII were huge games, and the amount of detail in those pre-rendered backgrounds are breathtaking. Putting that detail into full 3D and HD would not only take a lot of time, but also a lot of money. Yes! Yes! People say games like The Witcher 3 and Fallout 4 are huge games, but let's be honest. They reuse a lot of the same assets, and there are a lot of empty lands. Novigrad is the biggest city in Witcher 3, but Novigrad is small when you compare it to Midgar, both in size and detail. No, Final Fantasy 7 didn't have any empty space at all. No, As another- a fan, <laughs> I will want the detail of the pre-rendered backgrounds and would want every city and town to be recreated. Fans want... I'm sorry. Fans want the Japanese voices. Fans will want fully motion and acted cutscenes. The game's the game will have a, will have to span across multiple Blu-rays in other words, over 80 gigabytes worth of data before patches. I think the episodic model is good for this, and we will get to play it earlier. We already know the story, so who cares about waiting for the next episode? Games are harder to create, and amount of money and time it takes to develop them is ever increasing. Remaking RPGs of the past is a huge task. I think everyone is being hard on Final Fantasy VII being episodic. We are finally getting it remade. Everyone should be happy. The Champ
1: 2105 some Square Enix apologies right It's there. him. <laughs> it's the same guy um, who wrote the blog post. It's Yoshinori <laughs> um Listen, everyone's entitled to their own opinions on this. Right. I'm excited about it. I'm interested to see what CyberConnect can do. I'm not going to rehash all this shit we already talked about with CyberConnect. And, 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 even the, and what I want to talk about here is I went into this with an open mind, right? Into the whole experience. And I certainly went into this blog post when I read it with an open mind. I did. I, I've been asking for this game for years, you know? And it took me... Five seconds to dissect and make this sound stupid in my own mind, because here's what he's suggesting, Greg. Lay it okay, yeah. here's the fucking crux of the issue. Final Fantasy 7 is so big and so grand of a game that it can't possibly fit in one game, right? It can't possibly fit on a disc. Oh, but Final Fantasy Fifteen can. Yeah. Okay, that makes no fucking sense. And therefore, dissects and destroys the entire argument that's being constructed. Because if that's true, then what he's basically saying is Final Fantasy 15 is not as big as Final Fantasy 7, and that the Final Fantasy 7 remake will be bigger than the Final Fantasy 15 that they've been working on for almost 10 years. Sorry, that doesn't add up to me. I like usually when I go into something, I'm like, how? Like, should this be dissected? Let me think about this. There's something, you know, you something right or something reflect, wrong, and just... I reflect on it. I was in the middle of reading it. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And if I was at Square Enix, I would have been like, you can't write this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Because it obviously went through PR. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't say that. Because w- <laughs> producing a proper HD remake is what he says. Quote, producing a proper HD remake of Final Fantasy VII that maintains the same feeling of density of the original would result in a volume of content that couldn't possibly fit into one installment. Couldn't possibly do Are it. you insane? Couldn't do it. Possibly. You're saying a game from 1997. Remade in all of its HD glory on Unreal Four, whatever they're going to use, is bigger than. I mean, the insinuation is it's too big to be one game, and I just don't. I, I just think that's a weird. That's weird. I'm sorry. If you want to release it episodically because you want to get it out, or you have a story to tell, you maybe even want the. Maybe you even want one to be an action RPG and one to be a traditional RPG, like whatever you want to That'd do. Like, cool. like, but what they're saying doesn't make sense, and I don't understand how I'm not seeing more of that because of what it says about newer games. Final Fantasy 7 is a great game, and it's a beloved game. It's an important game. It's one of the most important games ever made. You know, it was important for PS1. PS1 was on the map because of Final Fantasy 7. Final Fantasy 7 brought uh, mainstream gamers into the Japanese role-playing games for the first time. Japanese role-playing games were proliferating for over 10 years before Final Fantasy 7 came out, but a lot of people didn't play them. And so Final Fantasy 7 is very important. It's a beloved game, and I'm playing it again, and I'm enjoying it on PS4. Yeah. But it's nonsense, this insinuation that this game is so much bigger than other games. It's not. I'm sorry, I've played many role-playing games. Final Fantasy VII isn't even the biggest Final Fantasy game. Nonetheless, the biggest RPG role-playing game and this biggest mind-blowing game that couldn't possibly be made in one... Give me a break. Witcher 3 is a great example. Witcher 3 is a fucking massive game. Do you me to re- remind you of what the champ said? No. About the Witcher 3? The champ so, is here. So, uh, you know what? I hope, I hope it's great, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that like, th- their vision for this game is so insane and it includes all this extra story and they make it into three games. If it's really three games worth, but the insinuation that they can't remake final fantasy seven at once is incredibly nonsensical to me. You know, I just, that just doesn't make any sense. I, I I just, I don't. So when I read this and I'm like, this isn't, this is bad. Like this is not the way you want to explain it. If I was, that, if I were them, I don't know what the real reason is. And maybe this is the real reason. Maybe that's what they're telling themselves, right? We can't possibly make this game at once. We need time. Because what they're also saying is if it can't be in one installment, then, and then you're, if, if it's so big, right. That they, that they want to make this into multiple installments, but the installments are only being made because you can't make it into one game. Then you're going to pay like $180 for this. Yeah. You know, so I hope that that's not true, but that's the, so I'm reading all these incidents. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like, just, you shouldn't have even said anything about it being episodic. You should have just held that as long as humanly possible. That's not something we need to know. Yeah. Because I'll say it again, I don't know that that's the right move, and I don't know that they're going to stick to it. I I, I want to reiterate that. I just I want to just sit and ask them. I really talk to them about this and to be like, come on, guys, like they're going to stick to it. They need they want to get this game
0: out, and it's not done. And that's what that's what oh, that's what that's them. what is, this is all about. Is about actually hitting the date, or not even hitting the date, getting it out as soon as possible and making some money. I think you're going to pay sixty dollars for this thing. I think you're get the first episode. I think you'll have to wait probably nine months to a year for the next episode then I think it's going to be 12 months to 18 months for the next episode and then I think the is it even going to finish you know what I mean like that's the kind of shit I think this is up against as an outsider looking in episodic gaming and how it normally goes let alone for this game that's been gestating and seemed
1: to be so convoluted It's just saying, we've seen everyone's, quote, we've seen everyone's comments and reactions to the news that Final Fantasy VII Remake will be a multi-part series, and many have speculated correctly as the reason why we have made this decision. If we were to try to fit everything from the original into one remake installment, we would have to cut various parts and create a condensed version of Final Fantasy VII. We know none of you would have wanted that. Of course, we don't want that, but why? Is that really the suggestion we're going to go on? Is that Final Fantasy VII is this beloved role-playing game because it's big? It's a big game. There's yeah. a lot to that game. There's no doubt about it. But I don't accept for one minute that it is the biggest and the grandest and the, and the most, you know, awe-inspiring scope of a game. I mean, I've never heard anyone explain Final Fantasy VII like that ever until this. Yeah. And then everyone starts coming out of the woodwork being like, well, Final Fantasy VII is a massive game. And, and I'm like, sorry, dude. Like, I've been around. I, I'm cognizant of the entire time Final Fantasy VII was out. I bought a PS1 for Final Fantasy VII. I was there from day one. I played this game, you know, and I'm sorry. I don't accept that. So, like, I just think that this is weird PR. And it's not even... I, I know I sound more upset about it than I am. I'm just disappointed that they're just... They're, they're just doubling down on this nonsense. Just tell us the truth. You know, I don't want to... insinuate that anyone's lying. I, that's not what I want. So I don't want to say tell us the truth. But just kind of, like, level with us a little bit here. What's going on? Are you really going to stick to this narrative that this game is just Too the big. biggest? Yeah. After Fallout 4 just came out? After... Witcher. Witcher just came out? After Dying Light just came out? At, you know... We're gonna get cyberpunk in the future. We're gonna get Final Fantasy fifteen. It's bigger than Final Fantasy fifteen. Weird messaging, right? Yeah. So that was the weirdest one of all. It's not even about all those other games. Maybe Final Fantasy seven is legit bigger than Witcher three if you like go, do pound for pound. Maybe that's true. I don't think so. He was talking about empty spaces. I mean, the whole world maps an empty space in Final Fantasy seven. So I don't. I don't accept that, that that narrative either. But but that aside, Final Fantasy fifteen is one game. Not too big to be one installment, and then you are insinuating that a game eight entries ago, released eighteen years ago, is bigger. We'll see. Sorry, I don't mean to harp on that too long, but that's a that's a, that one. To get that gets me. I understand. Bit. Don't worry. Don't
0: worry. You don't apologize. You are a value part of the show. You can do whatever you want.
1: Number eight. This is when we kind of wrap everything up. The wrap up. We call random it random announcements. Ropers report wrap up. <laughs> Minecraft Story Mode's fourth episode, called A Block and a Hard Place, will be launched on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 on December 22nd. Action-oriented tower defense game Mick Droid, will come to PlayStation 4 in early 2016. I hate these McDonald's tie-ins. Adventure-like game Cosmo Correa is coming to PlayStation 4 early in 2016. Retro-inspired local multiplayer game Stardust Vanguards launches on PlayStation 4 on January 19th, 2016. EA's Unravel, the puzzle platformer first revealed at E3 2015, finally launches for PlayStation 4 on February 9th, 2016. Yarny! And Street Fighter's Akuma has been officially revealed as part of the roster for Tekken 7. Ooh. So those are all the little pieces of news. And the Ropers report is all but dead oh my for, God. for this For week. now.
0: For, yeah. for this it's week. Just, it will come It'll, rise, it'll rise like oh, right. a phoenix from the ashes, from the ashes next week. Oh, right. But it won't come back the week after that probably. No. It'll just be an all-listener mail show. Remember, you have to go to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ to be part of the shows we're doing on Friday. All right, great. Colin, I'm super excited for Unraveled because it's Yarny and he's cute. But it's so far away. If I want to know what's coming
1: to stores, both digital and mom and grop today, where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP, PS2 Classics, etc., etc., etc. Software. Wink. By the kind of funny go
0: By Taco Master. Wink. Oh, that's, I've never heard that one before. I put a little Taco Master
1: in there. Because I'm dreaming about it right now, making them tacos. There's not much this week at all. Uh, Good. Blaze Rush, PlayStation 4 digital. It's out the 16th, so this is a Wednesday release. Uh, It says, Blaze Rush is a dynamic arcade racing survival game with no health, no leveling, and no breaks. Sounds great. (laughs) You can assemble a team of friends to play in local or online multiplayer. Adapt your style and tactics to new enemies, obstacles, and tracks. Parappa the Rapper 2 comes to PlayStation 4 digitally. It's a PS2 trophy-enabled classic. The original rap stars back in the house. See if you have enough rhythm to keep the beat with everyone's favorite rap and puppy. Parappa the Rapper returns with all new songs to keep your head uh, bopping and PS4 bumping. Now, am I allowed to be excited for this or not? No, I wouldn't
0: be excited. the Rapper Two is
1: pretty weak. Dang it.
0: Now I I now it's it only weak in comparison to proper the Rapper One. Yeah. It's so a if fine you've game. never played another Papa Rapper, then you're a like two super young kid out yeah, there. It's,
1: if it's ten bucks I, or fifteen bucks, I think it's probably worth it. I paid fifty for the day it came out. Yeah. Uh and I was done with it the day I bought it. So it was quite disappointing. Um but it's a uh I love proper the Rapper. I'm really surprised this hasn't come back. Like, yeah, me like too. a new one. And yeah. I wonder if they're testing the waters. I hope so. Because he was such a big hit with PlayStation All Stars. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 comes to PS3 digital and at retail. Don't do it. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 offers a fresh take on combo-driven skateboarding. Ride, build, and repeat. Fresh takes one way to put it. <laughs> and finally, Towerfall Ascension comes to Vita digital. No shit, really. Crossed by with PS4. Huh. Towerfall Ascension is the definitive version of the hit archery combat game. The core mechanics are simple and accessible, but hard to master. And combat is fierce. The Dark World expansion is also available this week. Nice. We love Towerfall, so we
0: do. Welcome to Vita. This is also the game I'm better than David Jaffe at.
1: Well, that's what you say.
0: That's what I keep saying. Really um, me wrong, comes for the Towerfall Championship belt.
1: Okay. I'm going to itch my underarm here. You sweating? You got sweaty arms? I got a little sweat, but I'm not up in the armpit. I'm, I'm, I'm at like more at the top of the ribcage. Gotcha. Uh, that's it for the games. That means it's time for Topic of the Show. Tots, 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 Tots,
0: Tots, tots, tots. Uh, we, I, I had a feeling, and as you can see, we're already going long, that we would be going long. So Topic of the Show comes from com slash PSQ. It's an interesting question. That I thought we could talk a little bit about. And again, don't just, you're gonna to jump to the conclusion. This is similar to, remember when we did Red Dead vs. Last of Us? Remember this? We, it, 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 I remember, it. I don't remember jumping to conclusions there, but. He did. Okay. Z Burr writes into slash kind of PSQ, just like you can, and says, What's up, guys? Hello? That's, uh, it doesn't really answer the question. Nothing. Okay, yeah, we're doing a show. No, we do. I'm finding myself in a bit of a quandary. As someone who has never touched a Grand Theft Auto title, should I pick up Grand Theft Auto V or one of the older PS2 titles? Playing the newest entry would be cool, but I'm also up for downloading an older one, especially now that there's trophies involved. I'm just looking for a nudge in the right direction, and I trust you guys to set me on the right path. Thank you, Zach. P.S. I love you, but don't tell my girlfriend. I think this is is tougher than it is. at, At first glance, it sounds pretty easy, I feel like. You know what I mean? At first glance, I think you nostalgia takes over and I tell you, what are you talking about? What you buy one of the old ones. You say three, you say start there, not Vice City. I my instinct this is where is, it gets so fucking complicated. My
1: instinct is this. Vice City's my favorite one by a yep. mile. That soundtrack. Exactly. But wouldn't it be fun if a person like him has never played a Grand Theft Auto game before mm-hmm. to just play them all? I agree three Vice City San Andreas four five in that order and see where they've been if you can crunch those into like you, you can three four, Vice City and San Andreas aren't that big especially three in Vice City San Andreas is is big yeah um, I think it would be cool to see like like start from the beginning sure I want to go back and play three because I haven't played three in a long time yeah. like since maybe at the latest freshman in college but I, I think that's probably even too much I, I think I might have been in high school the last time I played three so I was in high school when it came out I was in 12th grade um so wouldn't it be fun to like be able to experience that again, and then but, jump, 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 jump to the next one until you get to five? I agree with it. I agree that that's a cool way to go about it, but
0: I worry about he's. He just wants a nudge in the direction. It sounds like he wants one taste of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's where it gets complicated. Is that I love three, three revolutionary, three. I remember three is a revolutionary. I'll game. never ever forget getting that EGM and opening it up, and they had the one box, and it was the screenshots talking about GTA three, and I was like. They were like open world sandbox three D. You're on the you're, and I was like, there's no way games can't do that. That's impossible because I was a GTA two fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Top Which down. Top me down and it. my friends running around being a bunch of idiots in there and to see like you're going to be on the street as this guy. Didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So I remember. Doesn't getting, make sense. Get that's why you're screaming Get at your, you, your damn you, you lying son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember like that being such a moment, and then getting that game, and like for me, it was you know getting in college, my freshman year, playing it, and having the door open and people come in. They oh, this is the game and kill hookers in and then sitting down, listen to chatterbox. People would bring in popcorn and watch me play this game and then vice city came along and vice city for me was such a step up it was the freedom and the gameplay in the world of gta but we were voiced and we were voiced by uh, ray leota and it was colorful and phil collins is in it and the soundtrack was unbelievable and then san andreas was that step that some people thought maybe it was a step too far but really, so. yeah. really what it was was them tipping rockstar tipping their hat to what was coming right because i think Back then, that was so preposterous, that game and what was happening. And I think they put, they might have put too much into it. Yeah,
1: too much, not, not even role playing, but just the minutia. too much yeah, Hey, too much.
0: now you're skinny, now you're fat. Do you want to work out? Do you want to do this? Well, how long mm. does it take me to work out? You're to work out quite a while. Well, fuck that. No, I'm not going to yeah. do that. It turned you know what off. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And there was cool things to it where I liked if you ran more, your endurance went up so you could run longer and stuff like that. And I I loved the game of it. I loved Samuel L. Jackson. I loved the character. I loved, you know, flying planes and, you know, jumping out and doing all this different stuff. But then, yeah, like, all those games are so great that I always, like, when we talk about it, if you have to do one, I always think now, go back and play Vice City. So then for me, it becomes, do, you, do I want to recommend to him, Burr, also known as Zach. I don't like it when your username is one thing and then you sign off with of something, confuses me. Do you want? Do I want to recommend Vice City or do I want to recommend GTA 5? I, I love GTA 5 as well, and GTA 5 is that game of, especially for him, if he's got a PlayStation 4, right, and he's like, I want to see something cool on this, GTA 4, 5 on PlayStation 4. Looks better, first-person mode, all these different things. So much to do, so much to see. It's 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 a conundrum in a way. You know what I mean? Especially, if, and this is something else, and this is where I think the question gets really interesting is, what does Vice City play like, look like, sound like now? I haven't gone back. I very much, Vice City is what my interpretation of it was when I was at Mizzou playing it. You know what I mean? I have not gone back to Vice City ever you know what I mean? I, I, Grand Theft Auto 3, when it came to iPad, I remember I did previews for IGN. I did a bunch of stuff, did a Let's Play. Like, I know what that game looked like there. And I was like, oh, man, this is a lot more empty than I remember it. Because at the time, it was this bustling metropolis that we were running around doing things in Liberty City. And so then for Vice City, like, I this summer, this, summer, this Christmas break, I, it's one of the games on my list that I'd love to download, play, and, you know, in a perfect world, run through and get trophies and have a great time. But just see it and be in that world again. And that's where it gets super convolut- com- complicated for me, is that I feel like if I recommend Vice City, I am re- recommending Vice City from Greg Miller age, what would that be? It was right after GTA 3, right? So age 19, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know what, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know how it's aged out, and I, I know people had a whole bunch of gripes with 5. You never beat GTA 5, right? No. You kind of fell out of it, right? Yeah, it just didn't catch me. I stuck through it. I loved it. I loved the performances, and Even if you don't like the performances, the world, how big that world is, and GTA Online, and all these, you know what I mean? There's so many facets to it. Yeah. So when it comes down to, like, how you should spend your money, even though, again, what, it's 15 bucks for the
1: classic, and then... There's no good answer, I guess. You can theoretically get both, I think. There's no good answer, but there's also... All of them are good answers. Mm -hmm. I personally... I would love to see... I would love to see people that have never played a Grand Theft Auto game to start with 3 and work all the way through.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great idea. That's an awesome idea.
1: I think you can ignore 1 and 2 and and London and all that kind of stuff. Just go right to 3 and just. Pop right through. But even I
0: see. Even that said, I would if you're going to do that, I would love you to play GTA 2 first. Just for a little bit. You know, get,
1: I'm sure you can get off. Well, the, the paradigm shift between the two is pretty impressive. I mean, we all like, experienced that, but
0: now it's so, now it is so second nature so that quaint, this game man. is awesome and it's open world and you can do whatever you want and da 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 and shoot from, but like to go back to that moment of me and my friends playing GTA 2 all the time, after we'd backyard wrestle, <laughs> we'd come in and we'd sit there and then just run around and screw around and see who how, who could kill all the Elvises and how what could you get your star level to and da 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 and then to see that screenshot of this guy in green pants and a black jacket and you're like what like I'm gonna
1: play that character yeah two is two is uh, quaint compared it's 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 funny like the jump it's not an obvious jump like no. what they did was very brilliant what they they did really did revolutionize games. Um, Grand Theft Auto is just, just found its way into everything after that. So
0: yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You talking about Sandbox World; that's where it all starts. Yep. So yeah, there's no good answer, but there, there's no wrong answer. No, you I would say. I mean? Th- I mean, I would say three. But he says three. I say look into your heart and decide if you want a history lesson, and I would say Vice City, or if you want to just be current and see all the bells and whistles and what games can do now and switching perspectives and th- 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 sure, and more probably more, it yeah, definitely more hours out of that game i mean I, we played those games a lot because san andreas is always my example of i had to save right at an airfield that months after i'd beaten the game i'd come home turn it on after class take the plane up jump out land and then just fuck around just fuck off for 45 minutes you know what i mean like blowing up cars with rocket launchers doing cheats getting the jetpack flying i mean there's so much shit a special
1: game man yeah. yeah they're all special in their own
0: way they are colin. like you thank you you're very special colin you're very special give me a handshake there buddy okay I love you a lot. I love you, too. Um, Colin. Yes. It's time for reader mail. Maelstrom. Mail call. Mailarchy. Mail pattern boldness. That's it. I don't want to do it anymore. Carl the Mailman Malone. <laughs> uh, of course, it's brought to you by Squarespace. We built kind of dot com with it. So please go there. Use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your Squarespace subscription. You ever get worried about ghosts sneaking up on you? Yeah, Sometimes. No, you don't. You've never worried about a ghost of Dan in your life. Really? You think ar- so? You? I, yeah. You've never worried about a ghost.
1: You're Colin Moriarty. That's true. I don't, I ain't afraid of no ghost, so. Nice. Mm. Give me a pound on that one. I will. I'll give you a little, I'll give you a even better pound later.
0: Our first question comes from Dan K. Tarin over at kindofunny.com of slash PSQ. He wanted to be part of the show. You want to be part of the show? Go there and leave a whole bunch of questions before Friday. <laughs> you got a whole bunch of shows slotted. Hey, Greg and Colin. Long-time listener, first-time writer. This question is mainly aimed at Colin for factors he's always been worried about in the division. After playing the Alpha and realizing how they've worked out the multiplayer-slash-single-player aspect, I wonder if he's more excited for it now. As there is an area where everyone is placed, but then, when you head into New York landscape, you enter your own server and can play by yourself or with party members if chosen. This made me happy and my friends at work happy. So we don't always get the same times to play together. So to be able to, we went on, but okay. I feel That's about enough. the division.
1: Uh, are you feeling confident? Oh, I'm excited. On, I've am i always been confident in it. They've said that and they, they keep reiterating it. So but now
0: you're actually getting people who are out there playing it. Who, by the way, Dan, you did sign an NDA. Yeah, I thought that was more of a, a thing. You actually got into some of the nuts and bolts there. You shouldn't be saying that stuff. You're getting in trouble. But now you have people out there who are saying that it actually is happening. I was worried about it being buzz speak. You know what I mean? I've been infamous on these podcasts here at kindoffunny.com of like when it, we talk about it, I kind of get that grin. I'm like, I'm so excited for you to be disappointed in it. It's just, why? Why do you want me to die? Because like, yeah, I'm do you want getting to sick cry? of calling it. I'm getting sick of calling it, Colin. Like now I'm getting excited that maybe it's, this is the one that bucks the trend. But I've seen you all this year try to get into games you're excited about and then it just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's just rough for you. Maybe out I there. just play video games now. I don't know.
0: I think that might be the thing. Mm-hmm. You, the best part about it is, I st- yin and yang. We always talk about this. sweet and sour. We fill each other's gaps. We fill each other's holes all night long. Too sweet to be sour. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Too sweet to be sour. <laughs> um, and I still love games, and I go out and play a lot of these games, and I do all this stuff, and you still love numbers in the industry and the business side of it. So even when you're not playing stuff, I got plenty. I can talk about Taco Master. For another forty-five minutes, right, if you want me hit, to, smash
1: it, Vita game. Do document. you want? It? I
0: mean, they just and, and I just added red salsa. I can't believe it. I thought I had me, I had it all. I love done. red salsa. We're me talking too. about the we're talking about
1: like the liquid salsa, not pico de gallo. No, no, no. This uh, is like straight up. Yeah, I hate, yeah. That, I hate that shit. Like even
0: under know, like underdogs, I, mean, I like it fine. But it's like, much. hey, can I get chips and guac and they uh, in salsa and they and then it's just pico. It's like, well, can I get a real salsa? Can I get a blended tomato? Right. Out there, I got the fresca, not fresca, but the what is it, francesca, whatever you've seen it in there. I know what you're talking about. Late. Yeah. I'm going to go
1: get it. Are you just going to leave? And- Talk about Taco Master. I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to sit here. Look at the ceiling. The ceiling is white. We have sound padding. <laughs> Flattens the sound. Heart throbs over in the closet. Frontier.
0: Frontier salsa. This is a good salsa right there. Go ahead and give it a smell. It's oldish. I'm not and not that it's bad. I, that's always a I want to salsa go bad. You know, I hate that, but it's Chipotle. But you see what I'm talking strong. about. Yeah. Oh, God, it's, I'm a strong man. I need a strong salsa. It's blended up. July, July, 31st, July 17. Yeah, but that's when you don't open it. Once you open a can, all bets are off on how long something's going to be out good
1: for. You know what I mean? Tomatillos, tomatoes, filtered water, onions, garlic, chipotle, chilies, salt, evaporated cane juice, Spices. All natural, no preservatives. Bought the San Andronicos? Of course. Yeah. What, what it cost? Like eight bucks? No, it wasn't that bad. I mean, you got to look for the deals in Andronicos. But no, this, these people
0: and they got a you whole really, bunch of different
1: games. When you look for the deals in Andronicos, you really got to look for them.
0: Yeah, like that wine I brought home yesterday. I was excited to find a red. I can't believe they red wine to cook for is like ten bucks. Like wiping his ass with that wine. Yeah, he doesn't which is care because it. it's a liquid. But, but. no, Frontiera doing good salsas, and that's what I'm talking about. I want it nice, and I want it like pureed. I don't like the big chunks in it. You know what I mean? Like you know, here, you, here's what we'll say. We can sit say here. All, we can sit here all day. Say your piece, and shit on chilies, right? Chili salsa though, amazing, good stuff, good blend, perfect. You ever eat the chili salsa, chips and
1: salsa? Yeah, you like it? It's fine. Yeah, it's real good. I still say the red sauce at Underdogs, yeah, is which is similar to this. Not, similar in, in, in
0: texture. In texture,
1: way better than whatever this is. Sure, I'm just gonna call it. The thing about Remember the when they re- tried to sell us that shit a few times, I'm like, guys, just give it to me. You know, we well, I mean, did. We remember we brought home two bottles that one time that
0: we thought we were buying like bottle bottles, but they were just squeeze bottles. They just gave us from the store. I'm like, that's really weird, but whatever. The thing about it is like, that's great for putting on tacos as a topping, but not for I don't like dipping my chips in it. Oh, really? I like it. Once it, in a
1: while. Well, because when we get the nachos at underdogs and well, we run out of toppings, yeah. I just start squeezing that yeah, shit over yeah. and I'll squeeze that shit right in my mouth. Like, sure. You know, like, yeah. Just yeah. Like, but I just which is not, them, it's a weird thing. That's not a weird thing that no, doesn't look weird no right? people
0: do that all the time don't yeah. worry that's the kind of thing that's how you gotta, how are you else you gotta get sometimes salsa?
1: you can have both bottles and you
0: can go like this how are you gonna get sauce out of the bottle if you're not doing something like that please don't be stupid <laughs> now Colin I have we're
1: really touched
0: yeah and you guys love it so thank you very much for your support on kindoffunny.com and of course patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames
1: I have a
0: bevy of PlayStation VR questions would you like to start into that or do you want some more appetizers
1: I'll leave it up to you shit I hate it when you do leave it up to me
0: apology writes in KindofFunny dot slash PSQ just like you can and says glad you had so much fun at PSX maybe next year's will be on the East Coast so I'll be m- more able to go to and then parentheses or even on the island Colin can only dream winky emoticon at the PSX keynote given we saw a few more games for PlayStation VR but still no release date or skew slash pricing details do you think we'll finally get that information at CES next year in early January. Parentheses, the Sony CES 2016 Invite has a PlayStation VR image on it. Also, given we did not see Ben's new game at PSX, or one from Sucker Punch for that matter, do you think either developer might be making a PlayStation VR launch title, quote-unquote, the killer app that we will first see only shortly before the PS VR hardware launch? XOXO, apology. I think, in terms of SKU, here it is, packaging, price... I think that's GDC. I think that consumer uh, CES will be a big thing of, here's more games, here's the unit, get it on the mainstream press guy's face or whatever. But I think just like they do with PlayStation Move, they come to GDC and they go, all right, now let's get you the hard details. Here's what it is. Here's what the launch lineup looks like. And then go from there.
1: I think that... We're running out of time. We are running out of time. They have, they have, have, There's not more opportunities. I've, I think I said this on Colin and Greg. My theory is that they will do a standalone event in Tokyo or maybe here. That will explain everything. Mm. That people press will be invited to it. It'll be a one-off kind of thing and make a huge splash with it. I don't know if it's a great idea for them to go to CES. Uh, they'll be there, but I don't know if it's a good idea for them to like make announcements there they get drawn amongst out a there. bunch of other announcements. The people they want to know TV. Is, GDC is not conducive to anything like that. It's that's not what GDC is. So it's like sure, so but so it's I, never I, stopped I, anybody, man. It's no, never it's, stopped it, anybody. it hasn't. But it's just like that's not. If they want this thing to succeed, they better they better make noise. And sure. I don't know that you do that amongst other announcements, amongst other distractions. Good I think point. I think it would make I think it would make sense for them to be like everyone from to Tokyo event, yeah. and just and or do New York City or do whatever. I think they do it in New York at that PlayStation Arena they just got. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And just be like, we're gonna do it here and this is this is the time is now the date, the price, the launch lineup. Do I think either of those studios are working on VR games? No, absolutely not. Definitely I, not I think launch games. I, I think that um, maybe their games will work with VR, but I don't think uh, None of the big first parties are making a VR game. That's, that would be a waste of resources. Brig. Briggy. Wrote in
0: to kindofunny.com of slash PSQ and says, After watching PSX this year, the lack of Ben's new game made me wonder, what if their new game is being made for VR? What Sony first party developer is working on VR? I believe that this Ben prediction can actually be possible. As the last few Ben games have been on Vita, it would make sense for them to make a game on another device such as VR, rather than the
1: PS4. This brings me to my question: Which first party? You don't think any first party developers working on it? Well, they I mean? are. Girl of Cambridge is making rigs. Mm-hmm. Polyphony will obviously make Gran Turismo compatible. with Compatible? VR. Does that count? Do we count that? <clears throat> maybe, maybe not. Sony, uh, Studio Japan, obviously is doing stuff. I think. Every, I think everyone's probably got kits, and I think that they're probably going to make their games function if they can. I don't. Sony's whole mantra, even with Move, was like, "We're not going to walk into Naughty Dog and be like, here's Move' and make it work in your games." Like they don't want to, so yeah. they don't. Um, so I don't, I don't think that they're going to necessarily go around at any of the studios and be like, we, we you have to work on something. Sony London's obviously working on something. Gorilla Cambridge, again, working on something. Polyphony working on something. But In terms of
0: kit and integration, you bet your bottom fucking dollar Media Molecule is doing something with it. Oh, yeah. Those crazy motherfuckers, they've got to have something going on. There. Yeah, but I think Whether it, it's I, dreams or not.
1: But I do agree, I do believe when Shue and Scott Rody and those guys, say like the, 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 the desire to work with the, the, the hardware has to come from within the studio, yep. not something that's directed at us. Otherwise, they're not going to make the game they want to make. I really don't think Ben's game has anything to do with VR at all. Um, maybe it'll work on P- PSVR, but I would not, I would not hold you know your breath if you think that they're working on a VR exclusive. DJK says,
0: "Hello, Greg and Colin. Hello, thanks for all the content you create. You're welcome." And to set the record straight, he actually said, "Hello, Colin and Greg." Don't wanna, I don't want to misquote him. My question is regarding the disappointment about the lack of a Sony Bend announcement at PSX. Do you think? that they were planning to show something that was quite a ways off still and saw the success of the Bethesda six-month announcement to release model and decided to hold off. I feel like the success of this model has created a shift in the way games will be announced going forward and we're just in the dead space between the old method and new method. Thoughts? Thanks again. I really enjoy your shows. Daniel slash DJK.
1: Yeah, I I think that Bethesda did show something to everyone that you could do that. You can have a wildly successful game. It could work out very well for you. makes PR much easier. The media uh, beats very much easier. You don't have to stretch it out. I, you know, we have PR friends that work for all sorts of different publishers and they sometimes struggle. Like, you know, we, we have candid conversations with some of these people about like, well, you know, they have to figure things out on their end as far as like, well, when do we show games and how do we manage our portfolio? Yeah. And what happens when you run out of things to, to talk about And some of these games have been an out for two, three, three and a half years, it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to say at that point? Yeah. You know? So it is smart. I, I, my feeling is still that I don't think it was pulled the day over the day before or whatever, but I feel like there was something that was supposed to be at PSX that wasn't. And, um, the reason why that would be, if it's true, who knows? Uh, I think it's just weird that they ended on that game. I think it's weird how abruptly the, the conference ended. It seemed to have ended early. Um, yep.
0: Really so, flat ending.
1: Yeah. Well, like a r- terrible ending. Terrible. Um, terrible, it's just terrible. So, uh, yeah, I think that they're showing, I think we're seeing it most with EA with Andromeda and I think like some others like, you know, Andromeda probably won't even, I don't think we'll see it again until E3. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, yeah, I think that Bethesda showed something. It's very logical. It makes it easier for everyone. It makes it easier for the developer to make sure they're ready. Uh, It makes it easier for PR and marketing to be like, we're ready. This is, this is, these are the three beats we have to even hit before the game comes out. We don't have to worry about these 18 month fucking nonsensical cycles that go on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, these preview beats, writing previews and reading previews sucks. They're not, they're useless. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that there might be something to that, and I'm interested to see how that all kind of shakes out. It's going to make for more boring shows immediately because they have to let everything catch up. Sure, but once we're like a year, or eighteen months removed from now, then but if that's the case, then
0: so when do you think Sony Ben's game is targeting? Is it going to be a fall game? You think it's another fall game? To go I thought it would have been. The, I thought it would have been
1: summer, but but maybe maybe it is a fall game. I don't know that they need it in the fall. Maybe it's not even this year.
3: Eric, Eric Jensen, Jensen not doing a fucking bitch. jack shit up there. He's out there taking,
1: right, today
0: taking on Twitter, beautiful fucking beautiful pictures of snow. Make your goddamn game, Eric. Show it at a thing. Go over and wig John Garvin up. John Garvin hasn't been out of the house in seven years. <laughs> Back <laughs> to the PlayStation VR stuff, now that we finally answered all the Sony Ben questions. Mean Spartan wrote into kindofunny.com of slash PSQ just like you can and says, hey guys. Can we trust Sony to be in this for the long haul and support PlayStation VR without giving up after what may very well be low sales in the first year or two? I think VR in general will take time to achieve significant market penetration, especially considering what will likely be a high initial price tag. And I must say, I don't know if I can trust Sony to not prematurely abandon VR. Vita, Move, and that weird PlayStation 3D TV were all abandoned pretty quick, and I really hope it doesn't go the same way for VR. I'd love to be an early adopter, but with all that, if that, I'm sorry, but that will only happen if I feel Sony is very confident in their technology. I think Sony's behind it. You know what I mean? I I totally understand what Mean Spartan's saying. You know what I mean? It's somebody who, when they did PlayStation Move, I was like, oh, God, no, 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 and then came out, and that was it. You know what I mean? Like after that first launch, there was no big push for move. They read it all wrong. They read the tea leaves all wrong on it and got out. V- Vita is a similar situation, maybe, to like this. You know what I mean? Of like comes out, underperforms, and then we see third party, or we see first party AAA stuff dry up. You know what I mean? Like that's done. So we the, Us, the people who would watch this show or listen to this show, still very into Vita playing taco master like there's no fucking tomorrow enjoying it for you know this is a new way to get indies this that or the other but it's not what was promised you know what i mean early on the 3d cv that was dumb 3d was dumb everybody knew that was dumb if you fell for 3d that's your own fault you suck
1: yeah i think i've said it before i'm not going to reiterate it too much but i think that sony's gonna be very thankful that they got in on this early i think that they're going to be behind it i think this is vr isn't a gimmick it's a new way to play it really is yeah. it really is it's something that that people are going to embrace. It will take time. I think I think it will take a lot of time, but it doesn't seem like Sony super bullish about the sales figures. The ones I've been heard hurling around one to one and a half million in its first year, something like that, two million maybe. It's not a lot of units. They sold that many on fucking Black Friday in the United States yep. as far as PS4. So they they're not like super bullish about it i think what's going to come down to is pricing i think it's going to come down to games but i think the technology is there i think this is a very embryonic sort of thing i think that they have to give it time what's interesting they have to mature
0: it. there's so much excitement about this and i don't get me wrong there was excitement about vita maybe a little excitement about move but i mean this is the first time where i think people are really excited just to have this device and put it on and see something new you know what i mean and that is the Interesting thing that I think in, when, in all of our conversations with that, about this, I think I've undersold that. I, I didn't believe it until really talking to kids at PSX. You know, I went and played Rigs with a bunch of them, uh, did some stupid shoutcast video, but then at the end I was like walking around interviewing people in line, right? Not that the video is stupid, but I'm acting stupid in the video. Um, and these people who are waiting in line and then had been waiting for like 45 minutes to play this. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, I'm just I I'm so excited about this new way to play. You know what I mean? Not that I'm excited about how pretty this game is or this, that, or the other, or playing the sports ball game or whatever you want to say. They're excited about trying this new tech. You know what I mean? And it is going to be one of those things that like they're, they're theoretically, right? I mean, we don't know release dates, so it's mm-hmm. different. They're going to beat Oculus to the market. It's going to be the first... Real and I know there's the HTC thing or whatever. I don't know if they are gonna beat Oculus tomorrow. You don't think so? No. When's uh, does Oculus have a date? I thought yet? it was Oculus was
1: like Q1. I thought then Palmer or Lucky
0: like that. recently was like, I don't know, we're trying oh, to do okay. other stuff. I don't know. Maybe i maybe I'm wrong.
1: concurrent then. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a race, but I would, they have the chance to beat them out there or at least be a part of that I wave. I don't think it matters. You don't think it matters? No. But I think it matters to like the, the PlayStation fan base. You know what I mean? That they can get that there. A lot of our you know, our, our audience is huge gamers, right? So plenty of them could just be like Maybe I go that way, maybe I go this way. But I think that if PlayStation believes in it and they're giving you experiences and they're there and it's cheaper and it's works with your PlayStation 4, which you already bought, and, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's something there. People are super excited about this technology, and I don't think they're excited about it just on a platform by platform. It isn't you know what I, mean? I don't think I don't think they look at Oculus and PlayStation VR similar to how we look at PlayStation Xbox. You know what I mean? There's a rivalry, sure. But I think right
1: now everybody just wants to get this fucking device and try it on and do what it's see what it's about. Yeah. I I I believe I believe in VR. I, it's not even about PlayStation. I believe in Oculus too. Like I, I believe in whatever other devices people are doing. This is going to revolutionize many things. Not only gaming. I think gaming is the entry drug. I think it's the gateway drug. I think that we once you get through um, gaming and you open it up to grandma and grandpa and you open it up to mom and dad and you open it up to little sis and all these people that like don't care about games c- or whatever. Little sis. Okay, little sorry. sis. Um there the the Possibilities of VR are exciting and they're sure. legitimate. And I was telling my mom about it. I was like, she's like, so she, she was like asked me to explain it to her, and I was, I was telling her, I'm like, VR is one of those things I was explaining Eve Valkyrie to her, but I'm like, think, don't think about it like that because you don't play games. I'm like, think about if there's some sort of camera, 360, 360-degree 360 camera in your living room. I oh, like
0: that thing she was always holding up in his photos. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, imagine if my virtual reality headset was attached to it. And imagine if you and your your husband were sitting on the couch um, and you were watching the Jets game and I could just watch it with you and I can look over and you're just sitting there on the couch or whatever. And I'm like, there's immense possibilities with Skype and with all of these kinds of things to make it so that you are with people. Yep. With your people you're, and there's in
0: visiting worlds. You, I mean, you, we always talk and about virtual you know, tourism and all that. Exactly, exactly. Let, let somebody in, somebody in a you know low income area go through a school project or whatever, traveling VR circus or whatever. Go visit the Louvre or whatever. Somewhere they never get the chance to go. I think you, know you what mean, what I mean the Louvre. No, I don't mean the Louvre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. think I you know, certainly. Do I don't not. think
1: you know French, Greg. Uh, uh, Kylo Loren. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, I know sure, French. Sure, pretty sure, I think that. Yeah, the Sony's bet on motion was stupid. Sony's bet on 3D was stupid. Sony's bet on this isn't. And and uh, some might say, well, a, blo- a broken clock's right twice a day. I don't believe that. I think that they know that this is going to be big. This can be a big moneymaker for them outside of PlayStation sure. in the in the long term. The sooner they get in on this technology, which they got in very quickly, um, the more better off they're going to be. And I'm sure it wasn't an easy sell for a company that was hemorrhaging money at the time. We have to remember that Sony's stabilized now, and but they're much smaller than they used to be in terms of their market valuation. But they're stable. But when this was going through the fucking pipeline, they were hemorrhaging, Yeah, you know, and they still got it through. So I think that people there from Kazarai all the way down understand that that this is a smart bet. This is a smart bet. And they're going to be happy they made this bet. People that don't believe in VR are going to be left behind. Now, I'm not saying that um, we're going to lose traditional ways of playing games, nor am I saying that I don't want to play games in a traditional way. I really do believe in 50 years we're going to be holding controllers, looking at television sets. Or monitors of some sort, some right. sort of display. But I do think that if you don't believe in VR, put a fucking headset on, play e Valkyrie, play Rigs like you've played it, play whatever, and tell Res. me, tell, play Res and tell me that it's not fucking mind blowing. Because it's it's it is. It just, I mean, that's just the fact. It is. Every time I use it, I'm more impressed.
0: That's the long and short of it. You know what I mean? Like, every, like I was down on move from the beginning, down on 3D from the beginning. I. Uh, even the Vita, I was like, oh, this touchpad shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to play games don't, that way. Now, as don't I, disparage s- it. Well, now here I am, of course, playing Game of the Year Taco Master. So I mean, like, I'm swiping left and right and enjoying myself. But like, this is the one where it's like, this is doing the opposite effect. I think than all those things. Like, the more I used move, the more I fucking hated move, right? And the more I try to use the back touch, the more I hate the back touch. Whereas like this, I, I want now I want a unit in the house. You know, now I'm ready to have something here to
1: fuck around with it. I'm excited too. Next. I can't wait. I mean, and, and this is going to be a thing that I'm going to get immediately. Like, th- I'm going to pre order it. I'm going to have it. I can't wait. Like, I. I really feel like I don't feel like I'm falling out of love with games by any stretch of the imagination, but I think I'm becoming more picky, mm. and my time is spent in different ways now. So I don't play as much as I used to, and I really feel like I need something new. And I really feel like PSVR could be that thing. You made a really great point that I think is quite prescient, which is you can really enter the world. Yeah, this is a- put on your headset and your headphones, right. and there's nothing. This
0: is what we're talking about on the Games Cast that'll go up soon. Uh, is the fact that like yeah, for me, there's a part of it of like. Playing Rez, you put it on, put on the headphones, and I was in a room full of people, including Christine and Mizuguchi, two people I love. And I'm sitting there, and they're gone. Everything is gone, and all it is is the game. And now granted, all it is in the game in 360, and I can look behind me and shoot and do all this different shit, blah, 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 blah. We, what we, you know you and I were talking on the Gamescast about it, and the fact that like you're still with me that my prediction from E3 with the wraparound thing, right? Is Eventually, they're going to say- I still think you're right. Every PlayStation game, or most PlayStation, whatever First party, whatever it is, is going to be is going to work with PlayStation VR. And what I mean to that is, I don't mean every game is going to be a VR game. I don't mean every game you're going to be able to put on PlayStation VR and look 360 degrees around the world. But I wouldn't put it past that it is like your iPhone when you move it and you get a little bit more of the screen. So if you you can play on the TV and be no, f- totally fine or you can put on PSVR and it fills up this way and that way. And when that happens and you put on headphones, imagine playing The Last of Us without the possible distraction of a car honking outside, your phone going off and looking down. Oh, I mean like you take your phone out of your pocket and you put it over there on silent and you put this on. You are in that world. You are getting you are taking the an experience that I honestly believe is Reserved for movie theaters and putting into your life, and not in even to a different, in a different way of that. Where in movie theaters, I silence my phone, I go in, and I I can't look at anything, right? So I'm focused on the film, with the exception of when the kid behind me is crying, when the guy in front of me is looking at his phone, all these little annoyances pop up to become part of that. Whereas now, literally, yeah, you're in your room, you're on your couch, you put, throw a blanket over you, and you put this thing on, and like. You are in The Last of Us, and not, not, you know, again, and not in it in the VR sense of like, where you move your head and the camera moves. I mean, just like that's all you have to focus on. And the, as powerful as Last of Us was, as powerful as Gone Home was, as powerful as a number of different games we can rattle off. Were imagine them where. You totally do lose yourself. There is no more you. There is no more seeing your hands in front of you or seeing Portillo walk in or you know what I mean? Like and granted, some of these things you could sit down and be like, That sounds really fucked up. How will I know when the house is on fire? How, what if my mom called and something bad had happened? You know, what if Portillo needed to go outside and has an accident? Like there's pros and cons to this, but the excitement of just having boom and, and like that like that muffled silence that headphones and the great experience give you. And that's the other thing, I guess. Like, we all know it from Listening to music you love, or watching a movie on an iPad with headphones, and just that's all there is in your world. But imagine that now for your eyes. You know what I mean? That just that like, there it is, and you're focused, and you're locked in, and now it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, gonna be, be, be awesome, dude. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. I I agree with you. I, now it's not as simple as saying like, all right, Gorilla, make Horizon work on PSVR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game has to be rendered multiple times. It can hitch frame rates. It's 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 going to be really challenging. But I do think that it's a safe, not a safe bet, maybe maybe a safe bet to say like. The Last Guardian, Horizon, Uncharted Four, like you know, with a patch maybe in the future because I'm sure that they're worried about other things. These will work with PSVR. Mm -hmm. Makes maybe there'll be some frame rate problems or all these kinds of things, but they have to do something bold like that to make it uh, to make this whole thing amenable to normal PlayStation gamers that don't believe. I am telling you, you will like you know maybe you won't. I don't want to I don't want to be too bold, but I can't imagine real hardcore gamers not believing the second they have a good experience on that thing. Yeah. I just don't believe it. You know, like I, I don't know how you're still playing with a controller. It's still a game. It's still the way you play a game, but you can just be in it a little bit more. Yeah. Isn't that what we've always wanted? We've always wanted immersion. Back in the day on NES, you know, we we had Dragon Warrior and it came with a uh, beautiful box art, but it was this eight bit nonsense looking role-playing game we had to make up stories ourselves so they came with these huge instruction manuals and these big maps with these ornate art all over it and where you're going in these locations and then super nintendo made it a little bit better and then n64 kind of made these worlds polygonal and and palatable to 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 walk around in and then ps2 and ps3 made these worlds more beautiful and now suddenly we're in a place where we can be in it this is what we've been this is this is the the whole trajectory of gaming since the beginning yeah since pong Kong was was or tennis for two in 1959 at Brookhaven National Labs on the island. You know, it was supposed to replicate on an oscilloscope, uh, a game of tennis. And we so expanded that out. Yeah. Over and over again to get to this point. It's exciting. This is the direction we're supposed to go. And this isn't waggle. This isn't fucking touchscreens and all this kind of shit. This is the way we play. And uh, so I don't see virtually any negative as long as the games work. And as long as the games are intuitive and I don't think that they have to really reinvent the wheel for every E Valkyrie that is made for VR, for every No Man's Sky, which I think is clearly going to be a VR game. I my prediction don't take that. You know, which I predicted sometime it! That there can be 25 normal games that can play on a TV screen that you can just put a VR on if you want. And that's exciting. It's an option. So I think Sony's gonna be really excited about PlayStation VR. I'm interested to see how they market it. I'm interested to see the commercials and I'm interested to see the pricing. Yeah. Now this yeah, is one of the things gonna be fast. Now, this maybe. is one of the things we were talking about. PS VR is not cheap. It's not, it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't look cheap and it's not cheap. And I still think it's going to cost 300 bucks. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. And I don't know how palatable that's going to be to normal people. This is going to be one of those things. It's like when iPhone one came out, it, it, no one got an eye. No, most people didn't get an iPhone until like iPhone two, iPhone three, yeah. right? You let kind of people play with it. The price goes a little cheaper. It becomes a little cheaper to manufacture. It's fixed a little bit, but the early adopters like you and me on PSVR are going to be the ones that get in on the begin at the beginning and, and maybe understand or maybe don't. I think they can get the price as low as 199. I don't think it can be any cheaper than that. I don't see any fathomable way that can be any cheaper than that. Yeah. If they get it cheaper than that, it's it's pretty remarkable. I still think it's going to cost three hundred bucks. So, maybe that's maybe Shuhei's laugh laughing, listening to this right now as he laughs at almost everything I say. But that to me is like that's in my mind. I'm like, this is a this isn't a fucking shit piece of tech. It feels right. God, I haven't even worn one since they named it PSVR. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's like. We have to be also be willing to pay for the experience. Sure, I guess is what I'm saying too. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not going to be something that's free, you know. Now, I think Oculus. But that's
0: why it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like why? What's what PSX? I mean, shit. Greg, really just stated to me.
1: Just to interrupt. I'm sorry. This co- doesn't. This cost like sixty bucks or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: this. Well, yeah.
1: You know, so sixty four. I think maybe. I don't so know. it's like
0: you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I anyway, hear you. Ahead. But that's the whole thing. Is like I think that's why what they're doing works in a way that I worry about Oculus in a way because I Oculus is shooting towards you know hey, PC gamer, who does this? And like the PC gamer is super hardcore, obviously, and invest in systems and do all that. But there isn't a PSX for them to go to to try all these things. There isn't this thing. When you talk to PlayStation fans, there's this core audience that you are a part of by watching or listening to the show. You know what I mean? That's like, yep, we'll support the Vita. Yep, we'll support this thing. And, like, that's the whole thing is what's fascinating to watch this do is, like, and, you know, I've been saying it for months now is that I feel it's going to go the same way that we did, where all of us hardcore pe- motherfuckers are going to buy this thing, bring it home, show it to somebody else who isn't, would never have thought to even, doesn't even know that this is even happening on the horizon, but they put it on and they get to play or, this or watch a movie or do whatever, and that's when it starts happening where people go going buy this or get excited for VR at least to watch what happens with version 2, version 3, where it all goes. It's exciting. These are exciting times. I know. And that's what's so crazy about 2016 is like we sat there, you know, did our predictions episode and we're talking about what's coming. Like this is like the biggest thing. Sure. Uncharted is going to be great. Yeah, I can't fucking wait for Mass Effect. Can't wait for Quantum Break, but I really can't wait to have it like sitting here to have the fucking headset sitting right here and us to be able to talk. We just played X games on it. You know what I mean? Here's what we think and this and that and the other and that like product launches are always fun. Yeah, they Doing are. A They're to launch for us. Is uh, be great
1: uh, uh, Vita launched not too long ago in Japan for us here, and we had the Japanese ones in on Facebook. You know, they do those memories things now. Yeah, and it was me, you, Clements sitting around Apache's Pizza cranking out all of our reviews for launch. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, which was so exciting. And and uh, but think about the paradigm shifts. We talked about this before, right? If you can make like a pi- picture, like a pie chart. and like it. picture the slices of the pie chart being like the the different paradigm shifts in hardware and technology and games, right? So obviously the microprocessor was a huge one. Yeah. Uh that really made like small computers possible. But then you get to like real gaming and you get to like the joystick. And then you get to the D-pad and more than 16 colors, and then you get 32 colors and then 64 and then 128 and 256. You get to um you get to rumble, you get to dual analog sticks, triggers, right? You all these things come and 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 start to really like roll the ball down and be like, okay, the experience is the experience is becoming these things. But when but when you looked at when you look at the pie chart, these are all small slices. VR is a massive step forward in how yep. we play. It's bigger in many ways than all of that, you know, yep. because it is perspective changing. It's not control changing. It is, too, because you move around and look around. Sure, But it's perspective changing. I know that we seem a little bit evangelical about VR, but it's just because I don't care if you buy PSVR or not. I don't care if you buy Oculus over PSVR. It doesn't matter to me. But don't just write it off. I think that people are really some people are writing this off at their own peril. Like I, I, but it's one of those that the proof will be in the pudding.
0: You know what I mean? This could easily be this episode fourteen FPS. I love you. X O X O could be looked back at at the same way we look back at when you wrote about the PlayStation Vita is destined to be a success. Right, like it could easily be bungled. you know what I mean? The launch lineup could be garbage. Nobody could support it this that and the other. I mean there could be so many problems, you know what I mean? Do I think that's going to happen? No, but it's possible. And like to back to the point of earlier, like there's been there's been a laundry list of things that like Sony didn't support the way they needed to support for it to be great. I don't think that's happening here. When Shuhei Shuhei never Shuhei I sh- and I shouldn't just put it all on him. PlayStation is a brand, Sony is a company. Never sat there with PlayStation Move, PlayStation Vita and said, "This is to us, what, 25 years ago, or 20 years ago, the PS1 was. Shuhei said that to us, right? That they're looking at this launch as launching a PlayStation again. And that in 20 years, we're going to look back and be like, wow. And like, to me, that means something. You know what I mean? They, don't, they blow smoke in the marketing all the time. But it never was like, PlayStation Vita is going to be this fucking thing forever.
1: You know what I mean? No, like, I, the move is going to be something forever. Some, 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 yeah, you're right. I, I miscalculated on Vita hard.
0: We all. No, and, you and I but, both
1: did. I'm not putting that on you. But it's a handheld. We've seen these before sure. since Game & Watch, you know, and Game Boy and Game Gear and Nomad and, and you know, Lynx. These are not new, mm-hmm. right? Like we've seen VR, I guess. We got Virtual Boy and we had like all, I mean, in reality, when people, the people that know tech, VR has been around since the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But it's never come to fruition. It's never come to market. The one time it did come to market really in a massive way, which was Virtual Boy. It fucking that flopped. Was garbage. And that was awful. It was awful. Yeah. This is, but but this is, so I'm not saying, so what I'm saying is, yeah, you're right. Things come and go and technologies change, but this is, this is a shift.
0: This is on the level of, to to your point, right? This is on the level of seeing the first home consoles come out when you could only have that experience in the arcade. You're bringing something,
1: you're finally bringing something to the consumers, to their home, doing something different. Yeah. And that's what's so fascinating. And so we'll see. You're right. It could be fucked up more ways than it can't be fucked up. Sure. That's the scary thing about humans. Launching and doing anything is that, yeah. Sony can There's bugle. There's a million it. ways you could go wrong, and one Facebook way can, can bugle it too. Yeah, the with Oculus, but even if they do, the technology's here. Yeah, it works, and that's the exciting thing. It's not like there. It's not like the proof is in the games. The the what makes you stay is in the games. The proof is in that the thing just fucking works. Mm-hmm. You know, after all that blowjobbing, we just gave PlayStation VR
0: Zara N. Writes in blow to kindoffunny.com slash psq, just like you can, and says, Dear PSI love you. There have been, sorry, there have never been a point when you defended Sony for their missteps. But at PlayStation's darkest moments, you actually succeed to describe why PlayStation still mattered. You did this when Sony needed you most, and you became the voice of PlayStation. But something has changed. It feels like this is the first year when your overall opinion seems to be negative. You seem to be a lot harder to impress, Colin and Greg. There are around 20-plus games supposed to come out in 2016 from Sony Computer Entertainment. Add exclusives from third-party developers, software emulation on PlayStation 1 and 2 games, PlayStation 3 remakes, VR launch and games, PS Now and PS Vue, smaller indie games, PlayStation's foothold has probably never been stronger. Remember why we are doing this. It's supposed to be fun. It felt like you were building up your own expectations for PSX this year, which... Was some kind of best case scenario, and when that did not happen or get surpassed, you were disappointed. Best regards, Zara N XOXO. I don't necessarily disagree that. I don't either. With the last part, yeah, the last part of it. Start there because we've talked. I talked about this on the PSX predictions. You said it to me. I mean, I think you're right. I think our expectations got wildly out of hand, and that's why I I still stand by that. The PSX was solid, you know, fine. You know what I mean? The event was great. I'm talking about the conference conference itself. The conference itself. you look at all the announcements and everything happened solid you know what I mean fine it didn't blow our doors off because we were out there Sony Ben's gonna happen you know what I mean like we did that to ourselves and to you yeah I mean when we fuck ourselves trust me me or don't I mean I
1: don't know but we can't always be right I'm right almost all the time you are and by that I mean I'm like right sometimes yeah I know uh, this is why we're just industry pundits. But I don't know if I'm harder to please. I mean, I I defend Sony when they did certainly defended it. For instance, sure. PS2 classics and the way people were responding to the PS2 emulation on PS4. I think everyone sounds like a bunch of fucking babies. And, yeah. I, and I and I said that babies. Like Bash. I mean, I I you know I, I use that word and I'll use it again. So like I definitely have come down on the side of Sony before. Um, but we have to call it the way we see it. The reason that we are so trusted in PlayStation um and maybe are the voices of playstation in many ways into the hardcore community more than anyone else i would say you know that's it, a reasonable expectation outside of sony sure is because we don't fillate them and we never have and we inflate so, them on the things they deserve to be flated for and then we sure. slap the dicks down when they're sure and i want their erect dick in my face all the time you <laughs> know you understand what i'm saying
3: <laughs> jack
1: Trenton. <laughs> oh hey colin <laughs> Um, but, uh, doesn't sound anything like Jack Trenton or impression. Good, yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's, it's, a, not terrible. You're great it's, it's a good caricature. You're a great interview. Good column. caricature. Rejection. Um, but you know, I, it sounds like this person's listened to us for a long time, but I don't know how you couldn't have listened to us back on podcast beyond in 2008, 2009. I mean, we, we fucking castigated this company right, right. and, and during, during the outage, there was no one harder on them during the outage than us. And I would say even me specifically. So. We always call them for their bullshit, but that you have to understand, this is one of the things that a lot of people were reflecting on, especially because we haven't even said it. We have a a series of, we said it last episode, but a series of interviews that have gone up with Shuhei and Scott Rohde and our friends there, Christian Phillips, Shannon Studstill, Jaffe. Jaffe and Afune, Shannon, are running at the week, by the way. So, you know, Christian, so... He's already gone live. So, it's like, we have the trust and respect of those people. Yeah. And they know exactly what we say. When I sit down with Shannon Studstill, a very smart woman who knows what the fuck's going on. She knows I don't like God of War, but she invites me to go to Sony Santa Monica. Sure. You know what I mean? When I sit down with Christian Phillips, he knows that I don't like MOBAs and I don't believe in free-to-play, but we talk about it and he respects me, you know? And I respect the shit out of him too, by the way. When we sit down with Scott Rohde and and, and Shuhei, who are longtime listeners of this show and listen to every episode, they know exactly what we say, but they sit on a couch next to us and do our panel with us. Yeah. They respect us because we're honest, you know? I think that they would be a little concerned if we were either too negative or too... Or Or to, you know, um, fellating. Yeah. Um, And so I think that... That's the we call it the way we see it, and I think everyone knows that.
0: And that's the thing about it, you know. If we're harder to impress lately, he's talking just about PlayStation experience there. And I think that's where he's getting t- caught up in it. You know, it's to the point. What he like, said lately, I feel like he's talking about this year ease of the show. I started. think I, I think lately would be in the the realm of the last few weeks leading into PSX, where we're talking about Sony Ben's the slam dunk and this, that, and the other. You know, it what should mean? have been. We all know that it should have been. Yeah. We all know that Eric Jensen doesn't. He's too busy taking it's snowflake taking photos. Instagram photos. You know what? J- if I see you tweet another photo, Eric Jensen.
1: <laughs> Eric Jensen, if I see you on Twitter at all. <laughs> that's I mean, no that's, family time no Twitter you stay at that you and John Garvin
0: wow you stay know, in the right. office yeah. alright cool we should we should send him a care package just don't leave till the game's done that moment is coming on oh wow now we're mad now we're, now we're giving him no more carrot Eric just Jensen. the rod okay great I see no that's the way I mean you nail it we're just I think we're uh, we, we're a flag in the wind blowing whichever way the wind's going you know what I mean and so like that's the whole thing we say what we gotta say and Yes, yeah, so, you know, sometimes everything's great, and we're talking a lot about how much we love PlayStation VR, and other times are like, where the hell was this, and why didn't this conference go the way it should have gone? And that seems like a bonehead decision. And then Shuhei comes on and tells us we don't know anything about business, and that's not how it works. And then Dreams, Alex comes through, and I get yelled at by Alex. <laughs> I get yelled at for you, because you can't go to a goddamn
1: event. Um, I have to remain elusive. You don't, really? No. That's true. I choose to remain elusive. The uh, No, I mean, here's the thing, right, Greg? Yeah. People, after the PSX panel, I got... So many tweets from people and messages on whatever Neil with Neil there everywhere. People being like, Wow, I can't believe Colin was so honest in Which front of Shue and Gio. And I'm like, him. Why would I? Sh- I mean. Shuhei Yoshida's our friend. Yeah. You know, like when we go to Japan, we go to dinner with Shuhei Yoshida. When we when we when he comes here, we see him like we, we we make time for him and he makes time for us when we go to events and all this kind of stuff. We're friends with him when I blow out my bag. And
0: Gio, of course, he comes over and walks on it.
1: Exactly. It's, it's, he's a fantastic young man, isn't he? <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where it's like we're not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass. Yeah. And they know that. And, and, and they have honest conversations with us, which is why. When Scott Rohde is busting my balls the entire interview being like, you don't even know what to ask me. Like you just just because you say like he said, just because you say something doesn't mean it's true <laughs> that we have a comfortable relationship with each other. We we've we've built a rapport and a friendship with these people over time. And I think that some people might be like, well, you shouldn't be friends with anyone, you know, over there. And I'm like, that's bullshit. This makes everything comfortable for everyone. And we know exactly where we stand with everybody. Um, and I'm proud of that. We've built a, we've built a rapport with our audience and with the people over there. And there's a, there's a mutual trust that goes on we know exactly how, how we feel. We know, I think we, we, I think we read the tea leaves pretty well for the hardcore PlayStation audience. I think, I don't want to say we speak for them because I think that that's uh, dramatic, but I think that we, we speak for definitely a portion of them and we definitely have their spirit in mind. We, we maybe represent their spirit in, in many ways because we want what's best for PlayStation. Right. Because what's best for PlayStation is ultimately best for the gamers, but we can't always pretend that
0: what they're doing we doing the never best pretend thing. like they're doing the best like when thing. When they're not putting out more Vita
1: games, like
0: when they left Vita to fucking die, I don't think they understand that they have a hit on their hand with Taco Master, and it should be promoted and screamed out from the rooftops. Coconut Dodge is the other game. I can't tell. if... I, I haven't looked into it yet to see if. They're the guys who made Coconut Dodge, or if they're just making reference to Coconut Dodge. But I'll get to the bottom of that probably before this episode's over.
1: So anyway, does that all that make sense? I think
0: that makes sense to all the audience as well. Like we, well, this audience understands. And then there's one one person is just wondering if we're
1: harder to impress. I don't think we're harder to impress. I think we just expected more out of this. Yeah, I never. I never want to become. I never want to go. You know, this morning on Colin Greg Live, I told you never go full Rachel Ray. Right? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna clarify what that means.
0: No, if you didn't watch it, you don't understand what that means. No big deal.
1: But you also never want to go full curmudgeon. And I know that I'm known for being a little more negative, a little more curmudgeonly or whatever. I love games and I love playing them and I'm excited about them. Um, But let's be honest about them, too. He's saying, it's supposed. remember why we do this, it's supposed to be fun. That's what he said. It is supposed to be fun, but it's not always fun. True. And that's because we love it. I don't walk in here expecting everything to be fun, everything to be a slam slam gun. It was what we were talking about in Battleborn before. I hope Battleborn murders. I hope it fucking kills. I hope it does great. But my honest represent my honest pr- pr- perspective pr- perspective on that game is that it's not. And like you said in there too, like we're, we we are friends
0: with Randy Pitchford. Mm-hmm. We enjoy him, and we like we have a whole bunch of friends over there who work there. I mean, we're not gonna sit here though and be like, no 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 red flags about that game. They understand. Everyone understands. All right. So here's what I got for you. Hold on one second. You lied to me. There you go. Oh, copyright strike. <laughs> All right. So Coconut Dodge was by Future Lab. That was Taco Master by Future Oh, though? yeah. Coconut Future no, Lab, the guys wasn't. do Velocity.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Taco... There are Coconut Dodge references in Velocity.
0: There's, there was... I mean, I, I in Taco Master, it looked like there was a Coconut Dodge reference as well. It's not, though. It's by Caxan Games. Caxan Games. Caxan Games. I'm doing this too. What does that mean, though? I don't know what that means. Is that singing the song in your head?
1: No, I you know what this means.
0: One more time, do it again. Stop. Go more. Talk more about co- Taco Master and Coconut Dodge and how that there might be a reference. Let's look again here. I gotta know if they're making.
1: Can we do this another time? It's like an nah, hour 40 into the nah. show.
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the perfect time to figure out. What, what, time Coconut what, time Dodge. what time is it? What time is it? Yeah.
1: 5.32. Oh, okay. All right. We're okay. Oh, you got to. What time are you leaving today? I got to go to the airport at like 7. Okay. Hold on. So you got that. Oh, you got lied on. to me. Man, that Mark Morrison song when we came on in the fucking Uber on the way to dinner. Yeah, that was a great soundtrack.
0: I mean, now that I'm looking at the Tropical Fury crab here, is not exactly Coconut Dodge, but it could easily be. I'm going to tell you something right now,
1: because on. I, I have the money to replace it. Right? If you talk about this one more time, I'm taking that Vita. I'm going to fucking crack it. Now
0: out. here's all. I want one question. I just one question, and this is does not play into it. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk about Taco Master? No more times?
1: Or Coconut Dodge? If you bring up Taco Master or Coconut Dodge, and I like the lot, I like uh, Future Lab a lot for, Co- for Coconut Dodge, if you bring up either of those games ever again, ever, I'm going to break your Vita in half. All right? Don't
0: cry. I'm not. I'm going to be okay. Don't cry. And now that's that... Future lab, yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't mention coconut dodge or the other thing. I was just, <laughs> just pointing out that I
1: had to... Because what did I say in Japan when I first put my hand on this? On it feels this...
0: like you could break it in half.
1: <laughs> We're gonna test that
0: out. One day I'd like to see you try, you <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Add TN64 says hi. Hi. Reader, male, word of the day, melee. Like melee. Melee. Mm-hmm. Be melee. Why well, do you feel about people that say melee? Or melee. I don't like that at all. Don't do that. A D T N six says: are indie games losing their steam pun, maybe intended back in 2012 slash 2013 indie games were hot and almost every indie game was getting a lot of coverage question mark. I don't understand why that's there. We enjoyed some truly great indie titles this year and last had some, had some spectacular games come out like hell divers, transistor, Ollie Ollie
1: Two, rocket league and many more. Go ahead and get them. Mm, Shaking your head. Rocket, rocket league, I guess is technically an indie game, but yeah, Transistor, I guess, technically an indie game. Super Giant Games. Helldivers, uh, Helldivers paid is paid for by Sony. Right? Yeah, it's
0: yeah, yeah. on an indie. And, and more. Barely one or two of these games really created a buzz, which I don't agree with. Now I know we are getting more indie games than ever before, but has the audience stopped feeling that these games are special, or do you think there are too many to play and appreciate? I really love this show and wish you guys all the best. Keep up the awesome work. The Game Awards speech was the best ever and really touched my heart. P.S. I'll always love you, XOXO. Regards. Pronounced Aditya. Aditya is his name. Then, just in case this got read on the show, holy shit, I can't believe it. Uh, I think things have
1: normalized. What do you mean? Explain. It's not special to be indie anymore. Okay. And, and I want to quote, I think it's Jonathan Blow, but I'm not positive. I think it's Jonathan Blow that said something like to someone at some point in a Twitter exchange or something. I saw it somewhere where he was like, you're like, people are like four years too late if they're trying to leave AAA to go indie. Yeah. Like, it's that's over. That whole like gold rush. Sure. Is over. For me. Like, if you're not in an established, if you're not a super giant, if you're not Jonathan Blow, if you're not whatever, like, it's over. Like, uh, your, your chance of success is way lower right. than when the Behemoth was doing it, when, um you know, all these guys were kind of. Sure. It was, it was chic with Chair, and whoever else, you know.
0: The thing about it is, for me, I don't think it's that they, they're losing steam. It's normalizing the way that it's normal that this happens and a million games come out. For me, it's very much, it's very similar to, if you recall, when we were working at IGN. And we would review games that were downloadable, and you'd go, it looks good for a downloadable game. I can't believe this downloadable game did, you know what I mean? Like, it was so crazy that it was downloadable, and now, that's totally fucking done with. You know what I mean? Every game's downloadable. I remember the moment when it, it just switched, it seemed like, where it was like, you were taking games that were downloadable and didn't have any kind of retail, and putting them up in Game of the Year, Best Accident Adventure, da da, da, da. Same thing here, where, yeah, for a while there, it was like, man there should be a best indie game category and there is still a lot of game of the years, but does that even matter anymore when her story is up for best performance and this is breaking out and rocket league should be in the conversation for game of the year. You know what I mean? Like that's not how this works anymore. This it, yeah, I just it, think it's normal. They, I just exactly. think it's normalized, but it's, I also
1: think that the indie landscapes change. I think, I do think there's too many. I think that a lot of people have put too many games out. I think quality is starting to careen downward. Um, especially on Steam. You see that a lot with uh, early sure. access and all that stuff. A lot of that shit's garbage. I mean, Jim Sterling does a really great job of highlighting a lot yeah, of crap yeah. on there. Um, stay away from some good stuff on there, too. Of course, but Maybe that's how it's going to be. But it's though. but we have to get quality control back in check. A race to the bottom is not going to be conducive to the indie environment yeah. um, and they've already cannibalized themselves on iPhone. So we should make sure that are on, on you know an Android too. So they should make sure that they we don't do let that happen to the traditional important space for gaming, which is PC and console um, where vibrancy is important. Um, and the console manufacturers will have more control over that than PC. Of course, Steam will let you do whatever the fuck you want, I guess. But um, so I don't. I don't think things have changed. H- have we come a long way since uh, since Castle Crashers and uh, Shadow Complex and Flower and all the yeah, all yeah, the yeah, flowers? All these, I, mean, I know what you meant. But though. like, yeah, we've come a long way since then. In the fact that those games don't punch you in the face anymore right. because they're all over the fucking place.
0: I mean, it's it's just one of those things where I really feel that. At it His point is lost in his own question because he's like barely one or two of these games created a buzz. Hell Divers had a hell of a buzz. Transistor was fucking huge. In Rocket League, all anyone Rocket was League, talking about like eight or nine for the million people time, played Rocket League. All anybody was talking about Rocket League. You know what Rocket I mean? Rocket
1: League. I think Rocket League will maybe sell more than Assassin's Creed. Like, like, not that you know it's a fifteen dollar game. It was also free for a sure, lot of sure, people. Sure, 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 sure. But the point is, is that Rocket League did like eight or nine million. That's not a fucking trivial amount of copies. Call of Duty, Battlefront's expected to do fourteen. So, like, put that in the context. You have any idea how much money they spent on that fucking game? Right, right, right. You know, and the server costs and all that. You know, Rocket League is was Rocket League was a dollar for dollar, pound for pound. We have to we have to have Jeremy on and talk business with him because I'm sure he would. Pound for pound, that game probably made a gratuitous amount of money, considering how so. big Sionix yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, totally, I can't imagine. Can you? Let's say they sold they sold for twenty dollars four million copies of the game. That's eighty million dollars. You know, plus DLC and all that's like. I hope I I, I I talk to Jeremy and I'm like, man, congratulations. I hope you are fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, while we talk about this indie stuff, it's probably a good way to transition and make a Greg way to this week's forgotten PlayStation game. This one is different. Colin, we've talked about this before. Forgotten PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Usually we jump back calling all cars. We grab something from a ways back. What I want to talk about is actual sunlight which is something I played this year and talked to you about recently on the Gamescast. All these on PS Vita. Things. I played on my PlayStation Vita, where there's other games that are very popular that involve foods of some kind. I didn't say anything. I'm not saying anything. Maybe you move a tortilla around.
1: You got some, yeah. You're got you getting real close now. I know. What, 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 what kind of food do you make with a tortilla? You know? I'm
0: afraid a Mexican bear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Actual Sunlight is
0: a game that flew under my radar. And I thought, oh, I've just, I've, I missed the, you know, something happened and I wasn't paying attention. And then I've talked about it on a, I put it in my, it's already on in my, uh, which I'll go, uh, I'm do, doing a couple of Game of the Year articles for sister publications. <laughs> They're popping up all over these places. Uh, I've done, I went on a different podcast, Irrational Passions, was talking about my Game of the Year stuff there and Honorable Mentions, all this stuff has popped up there. And every time I talk about this game, it nobody really knows what I'm talking. They know, maybe they've heard of it, they kind of hear it, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to call it out on my way to Chicago getting ready to leave for Chicago for Thanksgiving, went through the Vita store, ran into actual sunlight and the little and I was like, what is this? It had like, you know, the Toronto uh, Point thing, there, whatever, one of them Canadian buildings up there or whatever. And I uh, looked into it and then looked at a few like reviews, right. Toronto Point it. building. You know what I'm I? Th- what do you know what it's called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there? I know exactly. Okay, about. okay. But you it know looks kind of like the Sky Needle. Exactly. And that's where I was going to jump to originally, but you don't know what it's called, right? No. Just making sure. I'm American. Uh, and so I... Well, I jump into it and it's a game all about being depressed. You are, you play as a character named So it's like my life. No, that's because he's suicidal. And the whole point, the whole point, exactly. And that's the whole thing is like, for me, I feel like we've all, you you and I for sure, have dealt with depression. You know what I mean? Where you're down and like to do this and you come out of it and you're fine. And then when you find or hear or read or whatever, you find out about somebody who did kill themselves. And it's so hard to put yourself in those shoes of like how bad it would get and what that would feel like and where you're going from actual sunlight is all about that you're in this you're in the shoes of a suicidal guy and you're playing it you're moving him around and it's you know you can look at it. I, I always do such a bad job of describing the g- gameplay right to me it, it looks like, like an snes japanese role playing exactly and you're going around doing this and through his life and interacting with people and it's popping up as text logs that'll come up and you read through it and stuff it's available on steam it's available on playstation uh vita and it's forgotten in the way that it just came and went and i don't know i didn't hear much about it and that's weird that i'm this playstation vita dude evangelist and i missed it so it's enjoyable it's short it's uh enjoyable is a weird way to say it i guess because it's definitely poignant heavy poignant indeed right and it's an interesting way to put yourself in those shoes that i hope you aren't in and if you are know that it gets better and that we're here for you and so are all your best friends at kindofunny.com but it was a it was definitely an interesting ride you know what i mean especially for starting it and it's just like oh it looks like this and it's just bo- not boring but like just plain text popping up you know what i mean and then i played it that entire plane and i was like man like this was a this was a fascinating ride, and so I recommend that as my forgotten PlayStation game of the week. Very nice, all out. Thank you, Colin. Uh, next up, P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this one's simple. You head over slash kind of forums You go there. You click on PS. I love this best friend. XO XO. And you leave your PlayStation Network name along with a little write-up. Because then what we're gonna do is read it here. Other best friends from the Kind Of Funny community will message you support, or they will send you friend requests, and you can go play games or see each other, or get into parties and do stuff. This one, getting the parties on PlayStation Four, or getting the parties like you're just gonna go to a party together. I think you can do both. You'd be surprised how often that happens. This one comes from the PSN name Mike Junior 25. That's Mike. M-I-K-E-J-R-2-5. Mike Jr. 25 says, Hey, Colin and Greg. I love everything kind of funny. Recently, I decided to give up my Moriarty-style gaming life and get more into playing multiplayer games. The problem is all my friends either don't have a PlayStation... Oh, uh, he put a period here instead of a comma. I was like, that was a weird thing. that there's no There's no either. <laughs> the problem is... Very w- abrupt. The problem is all my friends either don't have a PlayStation, which is blasphemous in and of itself, or... Just not that in online gaming. Please send my name into the community so fellow best friends can connect with me. My PSN name is Mike, Jr., 25. Thanks. And P.S., I'll always love you as long as you're kind of funny. We'll always be kind of funny. Colin? Yes. Rounding out our cornucopia here of back segments. PSN's worst name of the week. This one comes from the, the username on the boards, Crowned Clown. Not the that's not the name we we're talking about. The Crown Clown writes and it says, "Howdy, Colin and Greg. Hello, thanks for the show and a great PSX Absolutely panel. To just lean two inches forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there. This has been my favorite podcast to listen to since you guys started this up. Congrats on the success and may it keep coming your way. Thank you. So I was playing some Destiny and messing around with Bungie's new Sparrow League racing. These races can be frustrating at times with questionable physics and bumper car mechanics that are happening. However, I was having some fun killing time until a party. Probably going to a party with." Mike Jr 25. Oh, like I was he's telling other party animals. I get into one race and right off the bat it is neck and neck between me and this one other player. It was then I took a closer look at his name and we jostled for as we jostled for first. It was none other than Caustic Ejaculate. Caustic Ejaculate. I fell behind in the race and only caught up to him at the end, but all throughout the race I see Caustic Ejaculate in the lead. Unfortunately, there was no cum, pun intended from behind victory, and I came, pun not intended, in third. Now, I don't know about you, but it sounds like this player should get this medical malady checked out. Maybe, for all we know, he has since been cured of this caustic bodily fluids and needs to change his name. Please, Shuhei, let us change our names. P.S. I love you in that platonic platonic sort of way. What do you think of that one? It's pretty good. Yeah? Not the best. No. Pretty, good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not all, you know, we can't. Slash bad. I mean, you really. can't top it every week. No, 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 no. You know no, no. what I it's mean? It's impossible. You can't. Do it's impossible. It. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO, episode 14. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, this is kindofunny.com's PlayStation podcast. It's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on youtube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames games and podcast services around the world. So please be a bro or dudette. Subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Nobody uses dude Ed enough <laughs> for good reason. The word sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you're in the mood to give us a holiday gift, please head over to iTunes and rate us there uh, and pass us along to your friends. You know, it's one of those weird things where I'm sure you sit there and you're like, wow, Greg and Colin, they're popular. Kind of funny's popular. There's no need for me to share this, retweet it, favorite it, put it on my Facebook. You'd be surprised. Every little bit helps. Thank you for all your support, of course, in 2016, which has been an amazing year. And remember, we're not going to miss any weeks. So you need to go to kindofunnycom PSQ and post questions for the next two shows. One can be, you know, the first question there can be all about the normal stuff. The next one need to be long, evergreen topics, we call them. That could, you know, not be, hey, Greg, did you think it was weird that Shuhei invented a jetpack and flew to Mars yesterday? I would not know that it happened in time to comment about it in the older show. Colin. Yes. Did you know that each and every episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call singing a Shoe Hey. It's pretty simple, ladies and gentlemen. We want to play your music at the end of the show. Either as the MP3 on the MP3 you're downloading from your podcast service or on YouTube by you finishing the video and then clicking on the annotation to go to your channel and see stuff. You have to go to psm submit your link for the song, your link for the video, maybe you get in, everybody's happy, it's great. Last week, Colin, we played a young gentleman named Ran. You remember Ran? I do, barely. Friend of ours. He, it's been so long since he was in the spare bedroom to hang out with us. I love MegaRand. Uh, he played a song. He went on a tour. He had a whole bunch of cool stuff. He was so impressed, Colin, with the reaction of you, the PS I love you, XOXO, best friends, uh, to his song, which was old, played out. He <laughs> wanted to come here and debut a song. Okay. So we're about to play The Year in Gaming 2015 that Mega Ran wrote, performed. It's produced by Kay Murdoch. The only way you could possibly get this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mega Ran writes in and says, the only way to get a download of the song is to go to patreon.com slash bits and rhymes all spelled out. Thanks, bud. Let me know if you need anything else. Megaran, we love you so much. It's awesome. I didn't, when we, I don't, I don't know if we've ever, like, debuted a real musician song before. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: Megaran's the man.
0: Megaran dude. is awesome. Yeah, so Megaran. Megaran's the man. Megaran's dude. the man,
1: man. Yeah. So, I'm, J- I'm Jack Trandon, and I love Megaran.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, on the MP3, we're about to play Year in Gaming 2015 by Megaran. Uh, since it's a brand new song that's only available on his Patreon page, of course, Patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. You, the video I'll link to off to is just uh Mega Ran and K Murdoch doing a live from Shadowgate. Cool, so that's different, cool stuff though. Thank you, Mega Ran, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching until next time. Here's Year in Gaming
2: from Mega Ran. Happy New Year for Mega Ran, K Murdoch, and Random Beats Music. It's been a great year, personally, professionally. It's been awesome. So, we got to go back before we can go forward, as always. I hope the next year. You all get to make mistakes, cause that means you're learning, you're living, and you're trying new things. Things stay the same, the more they start changing. Things get closer, the more we start chasing. Winners keep winning, and haters keep hating. It's 2015, they go to year in gaming. First off, there must have been a mistake. MagFest and South were held on the same dates. And Super Meat Boy hit PS4, but it wasn't quite the same without Danny B's score. Guess a couple of Square Enix's checks bounced cause the Final Fantasy 7 remakes finally announced Fanboys rejoice in some through fits Hashtag for the movement At E3, I brought a couple parties and Got a look at Uncharted and The Last Guardian The industry lost a dude with a lot of class On July 11th when Mr. Iwata passed Nintendo flags down the half-mast Mario Maker came out, the jump start the pass I'm loving it, Oregon Blind Forest, a new Black Ops game, but I ain't had the time for it. The flood really started in the fall with a bunch of dope games, almost too many to play. Fallout 4, the impact was too major. Arkham Knight, Metal Gear 5, and the Tomb Raider. Jewelry's still out on Battlefront, a boost to Microsoft, a Halo 5 with no 2 player. Gamer is still at it, bro, you gotta chill. Konami tripping out, canceling Silent Hills. Kojima departed. So they took his name off the front of the game before it hit the market The Shovel Knight dropped on consoles I thought Mighty number no. 9 would too, but not so Then the Kicker, when I thought they couldn't brick harder What did they do? Just launch another Kickstarter 2K Australia shut its doors and left some Borderlands games on the cutting room floor I played a bunch of games most I didn't beat Game of the year for me, probably Witcher 3 Steam Machine must the answer to my prayers now I can play Curse Story and Undertale 3DS had it off Yeah, me thanks The best games were Sega Genesis Remakes PS4 still out selling the Xbox We do so far in the dust They figured let's stop And we got a new Mega Man game Well, actually we didn't It was more of the same Actually less of the same Cause it was missing a bunch of stuff I think I said too much I should be shutting up but anyway, on to my personal life Cause I lost a couple friends when I found me a wife Played a bunch of cool gigs, sort the UK twice And dropped my best album ever, and hey, you got that right No, really, I mean, best beats and best verses Pause this song and go ahead and make that purchase I've been the best guy that I could be But this wrap-up is not complete without mentioning Rocket League Best sports game overall. I love it when inspiration comes from companies that are small. I thank the designers and all of the creators, honest reviewers, and yes, even the haters. I still got real high hopes for this team. I know a lot of great ones get lost in the slipstream, so leave it in the comments if I miss things. Game on, y'all! Here's the 2016 in the mouth. how you were like the big- I thought it was more like a movie, okay? It was like a movie that was a video game that could have just been a movie, and I could have had a director's cut of that movie. So, anyway, you know what? On second thought, I think you covered all the good ones, so uh, we'll see you in 2016. Random beats, wrong with the homies. That's fine.
0: Tell them all to keep their shitty sh- fucking talk down out there. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh my son of a bitch. Oh, my son <laughs> of a bitch.
3: <laughs> Unless it's a Game Awards trophy, then it's okay. All right. Or a 15-inch walk.